We were just talking about my brother, the electrician. And you know what else was electric? The state of the fucking union, baby. The majority of their drugs came in through produce trucks. Like through cans of produce. Magic Johnson, yeah. What did I say? No, you said Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman don't have AIDS? I don't think so. I think I'm just saying Dennis Rodman might have some AIDS. <laughs> Welcome to the south of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talking, real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause right, that's the, what, what's that? Up, oh. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship. We are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. It is Saturday, February 16th, 1.41 p.m. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports, all built from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, President Trump announces a national emergency on the southern border. We have the funding bill passed the, this week, or it's getting put up this week. But we're going to talk about the funding bill that is, or no, it did, did just passed on Friday. Yes. Just in the nick of time to avert another partial government shutdown. We also are going to be getting caught up on the State of the Union address, and then we're going to be taking a break and looking at the lovely Green New Deal, which I'm really <laughs> excited about. I'm going to learn a lot today. All like that you guys. and much, much more coming up on this week's episode. Oh, but before we get rolling into that, it was just Valentine's Day. Yes. What did you guys do on Valentine's Day? Um, Jordan's family does like a family event. Everybody comes over to the Keyport House. So mm-hmm. part of living in the Keyport House is hosting Valentine's Day and Christmas and like certain holidays like that, 4th of July. Yeah. Um, Pause the button before you go any further. Yes. I know I asked you a question and I just yes. interrupted you. Um, I think that we might have actually talked about this on the very first episode. Either that or it was our practice <laughs> recording. I think so. Because it's more, or less, it's been a year since we started, right? Yes. So it's got to be, because I feel like I've asked you this before on microphone. But anyways. I'm interested now. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to episode number one and I'm going to see if. I'm curious. Yeah. It would probably weird. Oh, I haven't listened to any of those old ones. Me okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look forward to that. Okay. So, so our family comes over to the keyboard house and we have a heart shaped meatloaf. Um, and so cool. this year we had like a baked potato bar instead of mashed potatoes. Because usually Jordan makes the mashed potatoes now. But the baby, it takes yeah. a long time to do all that. So she made a cheesecake instead, and it was fucking delicious. Oh, um, Jordan is a ridiculous and, baker. Yeah, yeah. Man. It was really good. The cheesecake was bomb. And then I drank a bunch of beers. Ooh. Other people helped my baby. So that was cool. So many people holding your baby? Uh, no, not so many, because it was just, it wasn't too many people there. But oh. it was just nice to be like, take him. Yeah, please. Do it. I'm, For a second. I'll drink this beer. You take yep. that baby. Like, that's that, awesome that'll be nice so yeah so we did that and then went to work the next day oh yeah so yeah that was kind of messed up this year i don't 
I have a feeling it was like that last year and I just didn't notice, but for some reason I noticed this year. I was like, well, fuck, man. What did I get? A couple hours at night and then we got to go to bed because we still got to go to work yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, what did you guys do on Thursday? Uh, we, we both worked all day. You know, we both get home pretty late. And so we had a nice dinner and watched. Uh, we had a nice bottle of uh, white wine that I got from New Zealand. Ooh. I bought it at the grocery store. That glass of <laughs> shit. Yeah, it was really nice. And, uh, and then we watched Love Actually. Great movie. Yeah. Every time I, I haven't watched it in so many years, but I just forget. It's such a good movie. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And you could, it's basically a Christmas movie. Yes. And I've never really kind of put that together. It's and, a love Christmas movie. Yeah. So I'm think we're going to put that into our Christmas movie routine. Yeah. And along with like Die Christmas. Hard. <laughs> Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that was it because I had to get up and go to work again, like you said. But how is work going anyways now that you're – because you're – have <sighs> oh, yeah, because we missed last week because of the snowpocalypse, snowmageddon. Yes. Um, you didn't really talk about going back to work um, yet. Has that been like a, a thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I went back to work last week. was the first week back to work. Um, and it was fine. I didn't forget anything. I thought I might forget some stuff, but everything yeah. is, Oh, no. The wheel, you know, riding the wheel is like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like you'll never forget. No. Um, so, no, it was cool. Um, but that's it. Work is work is weak. Work know? is, yeah. Yeah. Takes away now from your family. Yes, it was nice. Well, so on the days that Dax is upset, um, mm-hmm. it's nice to go to work, right? Because yeah. like when I'm getting ready for work in the morning, they're still sleeping. So I had the first time since he's been alive where I was up completely by myself, um, which was kind, kind of, of a trip. Yeah. yeah. And so I was telling Shane about it, Shane and Kyle about it when I was at work. And Shane's like, Shane has four daughters. And he's like, it's like, I love going to work. <laughs> I was like, I can, I can see that. Like, I sympathize with that feeling oh, I now. Um, I mean, I love being at home too. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. It it's, just, it's like a... Uh, it's like a almost like a separate life, you know. Like you have your home life, your work life, and then there's like free time. You, yeah, because you know, so it's, it's like a sub level of free time. Because it's in a not because it's not exactly relief because because I'm at work, you know. But like like that now, that job's not like super stressful. But um, but I'm also like thinking about being at home because I feel bad that she's having to like take care of him by herself. And, yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting, you know. It's a strange deal. I bet. The, getting the, back to work is pretty easy, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the ratio, you know, is a like a something I'm still working on. The ratio of working and then coming home and making sure that I'm doing enough with the baby, but also like could I get in like a blog post done, you know, or like some something else that I need to do, you know? Yeah. Like that's with so. as busy as I am with all the podcast related stuff. I can't imagine what it would be like to add something as you know responsibly all encompassing yeah that just sucks so much time i don't know how it would do that it is just something that you figure just figure out you yeah it's like i don't know i just take it day by day you know because he's also he's not the same every day he's doing something different um, or acting a different way or doing whatever so it's a constant 
constantly adaptive to however he's deciding to be at that particular time, you know? Mm. So, damn. Well, I think we want to start talking (laughs) first about the State of the Union. So we're just going to jump into this, I think. I don't know that people would like how brutally honest I'm prepared to be about the first month of having a child. So, No, I think it's great, first of all, because I don't think anybody ever sugarcoats it. Yeah. Until after they've gone through it. But for like all this stuff that you're talking about and all the things that me and you have talked about over, you know, the last few weeks, I have heard those exact things from some of my friends in the Coast Guard. Yeah. You know, young families having their first kids and people like at fucking wits end ready to just lose it. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it's like you find this point or the kid grows up to this point or something like that where all of a sudden everybody you find your you find your new groove you know you find your you just adapt to your new situation and then all all of a sudden life kind of gets normal again yeah and so i think for you to talk about it is i don't think it's like a it's it's not a bad thing is what i'm trying to say i told um for one i like to hear about it so well so i told jordan's mom like like I love him. I, I mean, I couldn't love him anymore. You know, I love holding yeah. him and all that stuff. But um, it, I mean, being a parent to an infant is easily like the my least favorite activity I've ever taken part in. You know, I don't like it at all. Like it's not. It's, it's hard. Work. It's frustrating and it's yeah. hard and it's stressful and it's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's all kinds of stuff that like I obviously knew was going to happen, but there's no way to. I don't know. It's just all sounds stupid and cliche as fuck, but like there's just, there's no way to prepare like your brain for it. Yeah, you know? No one's and, ever ready. And I just don't, I talked about like in my blog post, like I just don't work that way. Like my brain doesn't work in the way that babies operate. You know? Yeah. Like you, you know, from as long as we've known each other and as many conversations as we've had, my brain works very logically. Like that is very much how I operate. And when something is not logical, if, frustrates me and it yeah. like causes all kinds of problems and babies operate on no type of logic at all no like there is no <laughs> it's just pure there's insanity. nothing to it you know so yeah. it's it's just a it's a hard thing for me to a hard mental barrier for me to get over that there's sometimes this won't be logical like you mm. have, I have to get out of that mindset that i live my whole rest of my life in because it doesn't in this particular area doesn't work you know and that's a hard thing to especially for someone as to be kind to myself as stubborn as i can be you know what i'm saying like it can be very hard to be like okay well you have to change the your behavior because you it's not going to work here yeah like you have to in almost every other facet of my life like i can almost kind of be like no this is this is how like it's you know I can like, command it a little bit more. And this, it's not. Um, you can no control. He is very much my son in the way that he wants what he wants at that time. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And so that's what you have to do. So it's. Well, in um, your defense, I think most babies are like that. Yeah. Like most babies are just, they just suck up all the attention all yeah. the time. Because, I mean, they're babies. They have to. <laughs> Otherwise screams. they'll die. He just screams too is the thing. He's like, he's so loud. Like most yeah. babies have like a, like a cry. And then like a scream. Mm-hmm. He has like a scream and then like just steps it up just a little bit, you know. So like, basically he is his father's son is he, what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> this exactly. is your fault. Is he so loud and I 
feel terrible about it, you know? Man. See, you should have lived your life different, man. Been a quiet, <laughs> quiet, outspoken person on the, yeah. on the side, but still talking. And it sucks because I know that... <laughs> it sucks because I know that this won't benefit him. <laughs> like, I know from personal experience that being in school... That's only going to be difficult because oh. you're going to have friends. And if you're doing bad shit, you're going to be the one that gets in trouble because they're going to hear you, you know, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> like, I mean, it'll work great if he ever gets lost with any luck. He'll know? be more normal sized. So at least like, cause I stood out because I was loud and I was taller than everybody and shit with any luck. He'll like, he's a normal sized baby. So with yeah. any luck, he'll stay normal sized. And then at least he'll just be loud. Normal. But we'll be able to blend in if he's quiet, you know? man. So just, uh, you know, keep him off of the uh, organic foods and, you know, stunt his growth as much as possible. Maybe start introducing caffeine at a very young age. I heard that <laughs> makes you short. I don't know. Uh, my uh, my half brother, Aaron, uh, is the shortest one of the family. Really? And we're all boys, all four of us. Yeah. And, you know, we're all pretty tall. You know, you've, you've met my brother, Chad. Yeah. I mean, he's not insanely tall, but he's still a pretty tall dude. You tall know? for a regular person. Yeah. And then we have our brother, Aaron, who is like a couple inches taller than my wife, maybe. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he's hella short. Yeah, he's pretty short. Oh, bad. So, and we give him shit all the time. We always Does have. Does he hate it? Does he I, hate he's, it? He, he's a pretty fun loving guy. So he pretty, he pretty much embraces it. He goes with it. That's really but, funny. You know, I try not to do it too that much. Sucks. You know, there's like those, <laughs> you know, there's like those little things where every now and again it's funny, but then it's not funny if you do it all the fucking time because hey, then yo, you're just an you, asshole. Can you get this out of this bottom cabinet for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've never done that one. Usually I just walk up to him and put my arm on his shoulder oh. as like a perfect shoulder rest. Should ask you him to get some. Hey, we grab this out of the bottom drawer for me. I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I can't get down there. He's really, really close. He's the electrician. And oh. so like, oh. you know. In Word. the in the old garage of Word. the studio and my house, yes, it uh, sometimes the wiring has issues. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know dick about electricity, and so I call him up and be like, "Hey, man, uh, can you come uh, help me out here before my house burns down? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure something's wrong here." Electricity freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, it I does. don't really like to fuck with it. No, it freaks me out. I also have a dude that I know that. <laughs> does electricity for me oh yeah yeah like i just don't uh-oh. and then we're back in just like that money uh-oh. i don't know what's going on with this thing but anyways um i was gonna say i have the perfect segue we were just talking about my brother the electrician and you know what else was electric the state of the <laughs> oh, fucking god. union baby oh god i okay. love a good bad segue <sighs> There's like it's almost like a niche in podcasting and stuff now is like the pre-announced uh, super cheesy segues. Yeah. Just for the sake of having a weird segue. That one was bad. <laughs> just um, the fact that segue is now almost an everyday term in our society. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> weird, right? So, that n- I never heard that until like probably the last, I don't know, six, seven years maybe. I don't know that I can say I have noticed an apparent uptick in <laughs> the use of in the use of the word. You're just not segue. old enough, Don. You were born into this shit. Yeah, I have I don't have a large enough sample size. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I lived in the old days where like, you know, you didn't have a smartphone. You had like those old Nokia phones, and that was what it was. I remember when my mom got the first brick mobile phone. Yeah. Before that, the car phones. I have never car had phone a car phone with actual like squiggly cords. Which I think 
this just thing is strange. Like, how does that even work? Yeah, I don't know, but man. It's, it's crazy. Who knows? It's magic like a cell phone. So you watched the entirety of the State of the Union, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally did. I watched it twice, actually. Okay. So... So this was back... Uh, we were going to talk about it last week, of course. That would have been the week after. It was on February 5th. Yeah. Um, I think it was like at 6 or 7 o'clock at night. 6 o'clock. Pacific standard yep. time yeah and i didn't watch it live i watched it in like a couple days after that mm-hmm. um but I, I just took notes like as i went through it yeah right so i should have done that the first time but i didn't <laughs> i just watched it for you know for watching it and i was like yeah man i should be taking notes right now the first thing that i wrote down was that he said this was the agenda of the american people um it's and, very unifying yeah and the green things i have here are all quotes that that he said, right? So he also he said, "Victory I'm is stealing that note taking ability." By the way, three I pens. Like that idea. Yeah, three pens. The purple is. I'll take a picture of this and I'll post. It, you guys can see it. The purple is things that are factual information. Um, the green is things that are quotes, and then the black are either I don't know. They're just notes. You know, they're just notes. Yep, thoughts, if you will. Yeah. That's going to be a dope Instagram post. Yeah, so he said this was the agenda of the American people. Then he said, victory is not winning for our party. It is winning for our country. Amen. He said that. Uh, There was three members in attendance who fought on D-Day, which was wild as fuck because it's 75 years since D-Day. There was also one dude. I thought this was insane, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to some, some real shit. But there was a guy there who was... A Holocaust survivor, mm-hmm. and there was also a guy there who liberated him from that internment camp. Yeah, I was, was like, it, it wasn't Dachau, was what? it? Um, I think it might have been. I can't remember, but yeah, but one of the big that name, was fucking crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. It was so that, that cool. is even able to happen. Yeah, I know. that dude liberated him from from that concentration camp. And the the guy had his 81st birthday. Yes, he was the Holocaust survivor that also survived the. Oh, don't uh, the tree of life yes. in Pittsburgh that shooting at the synagogue. Yes. And then it was his 81st birthday and the entirety of Congress got up and sang him happy birthday. Yes. And the uh, President Trump kind of conducted for a little while. He was having a blast. Yeah. He and so I w- I wondered when I was watching that because Buzz Aldrin was also there. Yeah. And then there was also the first person freed under the new criminal justice thing he was there yeah, the first step and, act yes and then there was a couple other people that were there people whose family was murdered yeah. you know by by whatever by an immigrant who an illegal immigrant mm-hmm. um so i wonder do you know whether or not that is standard like have other presidents had as many guests like that as he has i believe so because i don't know i don't know he head. probably there was a lot yeah you think he may and have had more? I'm not trying to insinuate anything. Last curious. year, or last time he did the State yes. of the Union, he had yes. a bunch. But I, I don't know. There was a lot this year. Yeah. And I know Maybe th- I'll go back and try and look at some Obama ones. Yeah. That would be interesting. Our State of the Union is um, pretty good. He also said that we're going we're going back to space. President we are Trump going back to space. We are going to go back to space. So that's That's why Buzz Aldrin was there to kind of... Boldly and bravely into the next chapter is what he said. That's a quote. Boldly um, and brave. Which I mean, I we got actually kind of fucked with. Space but, Force is going to be all um, over that. Yep. He said that it's there's going to be five. Oh, that he's made. There's been 5.3 million new jobs since he's been in office. Yep. And five million people who've gotten off of 
food, food stamps. stamps. Yeah. Yep. Um, As they would refer it, lifted off of. But yes, there's no way to tell 100% how that is in a success rate or not. Yeah. It's just kind of, that's how, it's based off the statistics. Said so that America is now the number one producer of oil and natural gas in the world. And the number one net exporter of energy in the world. Do you know whether or not that's I the case? Don't think so. Okay, then but, I will. I mean, I know we. Well, he said they started those. exporting. We're trying to fact check that. Yeah, he started exporting. Uh, we for the first time we've been a net exporter of energy. Yes, I remember that. He's saying the number one producer of oil and natural yeah. gas in the world. And that might be, you know, if he says oil and natural gas. Probably. Maybe combined, but not yeah, just oil. That would be my just guess. Just natural gas. Yeah. You'll see that. Because I'm pretty sure Venezuela has is They or have was. the number one identified like stores, natural stores of oil. Um, Venezuela? Yeah. They got, they got all the oil. Yeah. He also said that America is winning again each and every day. Every day. 304,000 new jobs last month alone. He also said something about ridiculous partisan investigations, right? That's like the oh, way dude. that we were going to get I had that through this and united at home to defeat our enemies abroad. What yeah, what was the do you have you have a full quote from that? Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm trying to find it. So when he talked about the women, oh that was I can't wait to talk so about I, that. I do have I have a note here that God damn, he's, I, I mean he exactly was he was, was. fear-mongering about the the caravans yeah. and it's like a lot of this, which you you can't call it anything else other than fear mongering. I remember what it was. Yes, if you if we want legislation and peace, we can't have investigations and war or yes. war and investigations. Yes. Yeah. So, and we're going to talk about this more later, but that statement is is an attempt to dismiss part of Congress's responsibility of oversight. Like that mm-hmm. is that's part of their stated constitutional responsibility is oversight of 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 the executive. Mm-hmm. That's what they're supposed to do. Because that's the people's so, direct control over their government. Regardless of how ridiculous the Republicans or any conservatives or anybody feels about the investigations being done in the House. That is their right and their responsibility to investigate things they feel need to be investigated as a responsibility of oversight over the executive. And in a perfect world, that would reflect the true attitudes of their constituents. Yes. In a perfect world. And I'm not saying that it does because you're correct. In a perfect world, it would. But that's why I'm saying regardless of really how anybody feels about it, this is their right to be doing this. Yeah. And it's technically it's, kind of their job to make yes, sure that their right and responsibility yeah, because this is it, this is why the legislative branch of government is the most important. Yes, we couldn't have any anything without the legislative branch, which is the Congress and the Senate. Yeah, and so, because they <laughs> oversee every other branch of government other than essentially the judicial, we just have that confirmation process. Yes, but and it's, so this this particular State of the Union, at least up until this point, felt. Very much like fear mongering, very much like propaganda, because that's all that he was talking about. You know, we're going back to space boldly and bravely into the next chapter. And, you know, all these things. America's winning again each each and every day. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? United at home to defeat our enemies abroad. Like really strong statements that like I I think are really cool quotes, you know. Yeah. But that's it's it's just a. 
And that may be very well what most of the State of the Union address is, you know, is propaganda for that particular president. And I, and I will report back on that after I've watched the ones from Obama. I'm going to go back and try and find some Bush ones, too, yeah. and so that and I even, can try and weigh everything across the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but he, he spoke really vaguely about illegal immigration. Um, and I wrote here that he had not mentioned the wall yet 29 minutes into it, Yeah, which I was pretty surprised about. But then 36 it's a hot minutes word, in, man. 36 minutes, 33 seconds, he he talked about the wall. Yeah. Um, he said every, and I don't, I don't know. He kept talking about illegal immigration like the Democrats want open borders, right? And that's something yeah. that a lot of people say because some people do, like Alexander Ocasio. Yeah, it's one like of those. There's, there are sectors of that that want, of the Democratic Party that do want open borders, yeah. just like there's sections of the Republican Party that want absolutely closed borders, nobody coming in at all, yeah. even even legal immigration. They yeah. want nobody in, nobody out. We have know. people on the fringes, but they don't make up the majority. No, no. But that is the general far left narrative. It's the that's why yes. that's why he calls it because you know we'll talk about it like when he we talk about the Rose Garden announcement today uh, that happened on Friday. Um, you know, he, the way he gets his, I don't want to say his news, but the, you know, the people he listened to, he listens to on a kind of a daily basis, literally 99% of them are all on Fox News. Oh, yeah. And so <clears throat> he hears their version of the leftist narrative, and that's just what he runs with. Yeah. And so he just assumes that. And that makes him like that. That's why he's kind of that fighter for the, you know, that far right. It unfortunately makes him a propaganda machine because yes, that's a there great way to put it. Are whole sects of people who are taking what he is saying at face value as the truth, right? Which you can't do, Mm-mm. especially with this president. You could argue that with every president, you can't take everything they're saying at face value because you can't. But specifically with this president, you can take almost nothing he is saying at face value as the truth because it's almost always a lie. It's, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's twisted in some way. I just put out an article just this morning. Now, I didn't pull it out. I, I like shared an article this morning that regardless how you feel about CNN, it's, it's an article that fact checks a bunch of the shit that he said in the yeah. Rose Garden ceremony. And it's just all lies. Like it's just all stuff that he makes up off the cuff. To try and like puff himself up, you know, and yeah. there's people who take that and don't fact check it and just run with it. They just take that and just run something with it. that I want to talk about when we talk about that rose garden, because it's that bad. there was a question that was asked that was kind of like more or less a, you know, I mean, what you know, we have stats from you know your executive branch government through the DEA and and you know Border Patrol and Homeland Security. Like we, <laughs> yes, this is all publicly available information. Yeah, where we have the numbers, and they actually looked and you know, and I think it's smart because this whole facts don't care about your feelings thing. Yes, that can the facts don't lie. They the statistics are what they are, and so if you know illegal immigrant crime is going down and all these things are actually going down. Through government statistics, if illegal immigration you, is going down, yeah, where are you getting your facts? Yeah, and oh, I have my was, sources. Did, yeah, know. I have my sources. Yeah, I have sources. Which which means oh. that it's and that man. And the thing that's frustrating is, those, like I said, is that people old, will people will just say that that reporter is lying because he's from NBC. You're or fake news. From. Like it's, you're it's fake bullshit. news, David Costa. You are fake news. You're fake news. CNN. That is crazy. 
that <laughs> we have a president that is doing that. I know. You know, and, and that it's acceptable that he's doing that, that people are yeah. okay with it, and they are champions for it. They love it. They eat that shit up. Yeah. I know. How can you be okay with that? Like, how do you not expect more cordial behavior, not even cordial, just more respectable behavior out right. of the president, the leader of your fucking country. Like, you should be the most upstanding of citizens, at least in the public view, because you're the fucking president of the United States. It's so bad. The leader of the free world, if you will, and you're just a loudmouth stumbling through sentences. Anyways, but yeah. instead of talking bad about him, we could talk bad about him in the Rose Garden thing, but... Yeah, as right. far as the State of the Union, he, for the most part, stayed on teleprompter the entire time. Yeah. And it, this was definitely not a speech written by Stephen Miller. It no. It was completely different than most of his speeches. So I don't know who wrote it, but it was very well written. You know, it would have been great if a better order had actually said it. Yeah. But overall, I think it was a rather good speech. He Very said, long, but. another quote I have is, tolerance for illegal immigration is not compassionate. It is actually very cruel. Very cruel. Um, he Again, he talked about drugs coming across the border in areas where there's no, uh, no barrier, mm-hmm. which is not factually correct. It's not accurate by really any account. And I have a note here, right? So last week, El Chapo got found guilty of like a billion different charges, a right? Billion. And like a during, billion and a half. And during his trial, so El Chapo ran the largest drug cartel for heroin like in the world, right? Yeah. Into America. And he, the he said during the trial, or it was testified during the trial, not by him, but like one of his high up people, right? That the majority of their drugs came in through produce trucks, like through cans of produce. Through points of entry. Yeah. So I like that's the thing. He's just lying. He's just saying shit that isn't true. And I don't understand it. Like I don't get how that's okay. I'm truly like it's the logic thing, the logic thing with the babies. I'm truly confused as to why that's acceptable. Like why people are just, yeah, for sure. Like absolutely, man. Definitely. We need a fucking wall because they're just driving trucks through the desert up into the United States. You'll that notice, doesn't make any sense. You will notice that as soon as he, because he always talks about points of entry, right? And then he talks about the drugs coming around because you can go around the wall and you can go through. But then he immediately, as soon as he gets any pushback on it, they he switches over to the women smuggling. As soon, every single you time. You can't smuggle people through the border. Yeah. So you can't, you yeah. can't bring people through the and border. And he did it during the Rose Garden thing too. Yes. And he did it, he does it every time he's pushed on that. <clears throat> and it is really, really interesting because it's like an automatic reverse. Well, I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing this. Yeah. And so you just, you're not a, like, that's a fake question. This. Like, yeah. As, as he told that reporter at the Rose Garden, that's a fake question. Which is also not true. People get no. smuggled through points of entry all the fucking time. Yep. In trucks and like in vehicles and shit. That, like that's a thing. This is why Dawn is for a wall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's confusing to me. Like it's confusing to me that, that people are willing to accept that he's lying and are not willing to yeah. challenge what he's saying. Or if you're a supporter, we they first thing they did 
the administration did was establish this term called alternative facts. Yes. And now they have their alternative facts. Apparently, they get them from other sources, but mostly through Department of Homeland Security, apparently, which apparently they're not the same ones that we hit. But but again, good Trump time right now. State of the Union. It's so hard to just spiral off because this is within a period of two weeks. We went from good Trump to the complete polar opposite bad Trump. Yeah. Um, But uh, there's. So go ahead. I was going to bring up the um, when he started talking about jobs and how many jobs they had. Yes. Um, Because you more or less have your notes in chronological order. Yes. Okay. I'm going to let you just run through this because we'll get to all the things. That I wrote down eventually. Um, So the next thing I have after that, women filled 58% of new jobs last year. Yeah. Um, He he also talked about, before I move on to that, he also talked about MS-13 again, which frustrates me every time because, again, I will tell you that MS-13 was founded in Los Angeles. MS-13 is an American gang. Like, that was formed here. No doubt there are people who come from other countries and join MS-13 when they get here or are part of MS-13 when they're there and then come here and are also part of it. But it started in America. That's MS-13 started in America. So, And it's you. worldwide so, now. Yeah. I mean, it's literally worldwide. It's just frustrating. It like, is. That's, that's ignorant. Um, and it, these were kind of the... The same old sorry talking points that he always hits. Yes. And I was um, really disappointed. If you if he could have cut all that out, the whole State of the Union would have been good. Yeah. But he focused so long on that that portion of, you know, his immigration propaganda. It just took away from everything good that he was doing for that first, like, hour almost. And then it definitely built back up. And... He talked a lot about big pharma and plans he had for for drug prices, right? Which I also thought was really interesting that he's all about lowering prices for prescription drugs, but is fighting against drugs coming across the border and talks about the opioid crisis and all this shit. But he's trying to lower prices for prescription drugs, which don't in all cases benefit people who are taking them, right? Like that's not always the best thing for people. Is to be taken a prescription. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, it seems like there are other things that you could be focusing on when it comes to healthcare besides drugs. I think you his know, interest that in would that behoove industry, people more. Yeah. I think his interest in that industry is more along the lines of the fact that big pharma is a, it's a thing. Yeah. The fact that this set of corporations essentially control an entire market. He can actively he fight against to, it. Yeah. And so he wants, and which I think is a good thing to do yeah. because the reason we call it big pharma is because it is so monopolized, essentially. Like big tobacco. Yeah. And the government does have a massive control over the regulations. And that's kind of how these corporations justify their massive increase in prices. You know, they make record profits like every single year. But that's just because they found a way to game the system. Yeah. And by kind of forcing them to actually have the right regulations, you allow them, you know, you force them to cut down on their prices. And that actually will allow the free market competition to take place. <clears throat> that's a core fundamental belief for like a more libertarian, free market minded person. And I think that's the way he looks at it as a businessman. I don't yeah. think it's for the good or bad of the nation. He just wants to create more business competition that way. 
you know, in his mind, I I think essentially his he's more when it comes to the economy. He's kind of he wants small business. He wants business competition because that just means and I'm and everybody I'm not, gets richer. And I'm not mad at business competition, but I am mad at it in an area where maybe it doesn't behoove people to be having more of that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Oh like, yeah, I, I think mean, it would that's be a, better if people took their eyes a little off of prescription drugs and a little more off of preventative medicine to like just be a little bit healthier instead of yeah, that's true. taking a bunch of fucking pills afterwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, whatever it is, by the time you're 80 years old, most people are taking like 10 so prescriptions many. a day or something. You know, yeah. like that's crazy. Like, and that, that's, not, crazy. that's just off the top of my head. I don't remember what it is, but and I wouldn't like say, because I, w- I would say I agree with you, but I think it's, it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. You know, I want... I don't want that industry to be monopolized because I think it would probably add more incentive for drug companies to do the right thing. Yeah. And then at the other end, it's almost more of a social thing that we need to change and get away socially from the idea of I just need to take a pill. And Which I agree which I, with. Yeah. But when you have somebody who is such a social leader as Donald Trump, yeah. people are going to be taking the same thing that – in another year when he's like really you know in another nine months when he's running for president like running for president again look at your drug prices everybody go out get your prescriptions because they're cheap as fuck now everything's cheap as fuck because i made it cheap as fuck everything's super cheap (laughs) so everyone get your prescriptions because they're all super cheap you know what i'm saying like when people are doing that they're I heard a woman at the store because I I don't think that it's right, you know, that people can't afford medicine that they need. Yeah, you know, because there's a woman at the store. That is a problem. That is a problem, especially with things yes. like cancer medications yes. and stuff like that. There was a woman. That's the real problem. There's but it's also it's a it's a massive risk because then you have obviously you have more people that can do bad things with yes. that. And, and that's, yeah, I that's think where you, would you lean get, more that way. And that's where you get pills from is from prescriptions yes you know what i'm saying so that's like how yeah when i say pills yeah that's like i no no i mean like pills that people are addicted to like mm-hmm. they come through prescriptions that people oh, get yeah. and then they sell and they, they also come across the border you know what i'm saying like that that shit happens too but there's a lot of people who their prescriptions come from stealing them from people or from stealing people selling pads them. or yeah i mean all, all kinds of shit yeah. so you know there's a lot of uh black market aftermarket like uh Especially opioids, yeah. you know the Vicodins. And That's Percocets what I'm saying. Stuff like, like that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. shit that he is actively trying to fight against mm-hmm. are the things that he is wants to make the cost lower. That he is, yeah, not quite so actively fighting for, you know. But and that's backwards. Like, I know this is getting kind of sidetracked because we're focused on the the merits of prescriptions. But wouldn't the incentive be that if more people were producing them, if prices were lower? There wouldn't be as much of a profit incentive to push those because things would just be cheaper. Maybe, maybe. But, but the thing with prescription with prescription companies is also mm-hmm. not what they're getting at one time. It's the sustained yeah. money that they're getting. You know, so even if they don't cost as much at one time over twenty years, they're still making their nut because people Especially are still hardcore addictive. Exactly. Yeah. Well, even if it's not that, even if you're there, it goes. Even if you're just taking one pill, it has a side effect that you can't stand. So you you, you know right. You so you take a pill for a heartburn or whatever, and then yeah. it keeps you up. You know, and so then you have to take another pill for your insomnia, and then your insomnia pill makes you fucking anxious. So you have to take another pill for your anxiety, and then your anxiety pill is fucking keeping you awake. And so you have to take a stronger pill to go to sleep. So you're taking Valium now. Yeah. You know? And I think it's even. Like, even more than like 
the addictive side of it. Like I think that's a real life problem. That's a thing that like, happens um, all the time. Like with statin drugs, and that's how you end up taking for ten pills like that when yeah, you're eighty years old. Is because you're, you're taking, taking pills to fight the symptoms of from your the other, other pills. fucking pills. Exactly. So that's even so, even if they don't cost as much, then you know because I the last time that I had some type of thought I had a kidney stone like two years ago, right? Oh. And I and I went and got a bottle. It was when I you worked at Benick too, and I don't remember. I was just trying to figure out what was wrong with my stomach. It was one yeah, of the battles that I was missing right. on that time of work. So I thought I had a kidney stone. So they gave me a bottle of Percocet. It was $9 for 30 Percocet. Oh, boy. What the fuck? That sounds like a gateway drug. So that doesn't make any fucking sense to me, right? And at the end of speaking as somebody who has a history with pills, mm-hmm. right? It was just towards the end of that. Like 30 days, you know, those 30 pills or whatever the fuck that I've got like 10 left. And I'm, okay, well, I'm going to take two this day, two this day, two this day. So on this day, I'm going to run out of pills. Like in that short amount of time, I'm thinking about, okay, how many more days am I going to be able to be high like this on pills? You know, yeah. which is not the motive for that is because I was like in a lot of pain trying to figure out what's wrong with my stomach, you know, but that's because I already had had a history of that. And I, I also would argue a genetic predisposition to addiction you know that like i I was already you know that quickly in a place where i'm like okay so this this many days is like the x amount of days how many days i have yeah like where i'm already in that mode of thinking and that's that's not healthy you know that's not no and so that's something that i have concerns me yeah Um, you know the sick thing was when the fda and stuff were doing the trials and all that stuff and like that was one thing they they pushed was the fact that you know these Oxycontin, oxycodone, they weren't addictive. That's what the, yeah. That's and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, oops. Actually, we lied. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, I think it was the, was it the Purdue family that, uh, they're kind of like the main yeah. monopoly of that. Yeah. They were the one that got hit for that real bad. Um, he also said that they were going to make the needed commitment to end the HIV crisis in the next 10 years, yeah. which I think is not a bad thing. I would think it's a great thing. But he also yeah. thought it was interesting that there was no price tag on that. So we are going to make the needed commitment to end HIV, which you could argue means that he is willing to commit whatever he has to to eradicate HIV. You could also argue that he is not committed to any particular amount of money being spent on that particular thing, you know, at the end of his presidency, whether that's one year from now or five years from now, no one can really say, well, you didn't spend enough money on HIV because you said this, Yeah, you know? Okay. They can say that if HIV is not eradicated, if it's still like is really prominent, they can yeah. say that, you know, it's, but they can't come after weird. him for the amount of money yeah. because he's not committed to $20 million, $80 million, anything like that. $10 million, mm-hmm. nothing, you know, just, I just don't see, I don't understand why he would have brought that up then at that point. Cause it's like, <laughs> why would you bring up something that nobody's talking about? I mean, if this is true and like, yeah, okay, maybe we, you know, he said, oh, you know, we're like almost there. We're, we've made so many strides. We're people, really close. There's people who I believe that there are people who have been found to not have the HIV or AIDS virus in their body anymore. Oh, like yeah. This. So, I mean, you hear about uh, the Dennis Rodman and like all these people that just kind of seem to have found Magic a Johnson, way right? to Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yeah. What did I say? No, you said Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman don't have AIDS? I don't think so. I think I'm just saying Dennis Rodman might have some AIDS. 
Dennis Rodman. He's crazy. But uh, they don't have AIDS in North Korea, do they? He goes over there all the time. They don't have AIDS in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. But he's basically like age free now, yeah. right? Like he's yes. So South Park did that episode where they uh, you just have money. to take yeah hundred thousand dollars or something, liquefy it and pump it into your veins. And that's it. That's how you get rid of AIDS. Yeah, that sounds legitimate. Yeah. So I thought that was, in, and I'm not trying to say it's because, interesting because I I elaborated yeah. more on that, but that's more of my point, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to say that that is what he's doing. But I thought it was interesting because I know that right now he's a president, so he's a politician. So I know that. Things are being written and said in a particular way for a particular reason, you know. So that's why I'm identifying, especially that when they're way. on the teleprompter. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I'm that's why I'm highlighting that because, like I said, it could very well be that he is very passionate about this, and that's mm-hmm. something he intends to do. Is before he leaves office, he is going to do everything he can to mm-hmm. make sure that HIV and AIDS is done with. I mean, I think but it also could mean I think latter. he's taken up some meetings with people kind of like on the kim kardashian level about aids and hiv and that's just so irritating right that lady was also there the woman that kim kardashian yes yeah she was there that woman was also there which i think is great but fuck the kardashians i just yeah straight up i can't we've talked about Kardashians before and i can't with them um i also said they're going to commit 500 million dollars over 10 years to fight childhood cancer Uh um there's going to work towards paid family leave paid family medical leave which i am so I see both sides of, right? Of course you do. Especially now that I, not now, but especially because I work for a small business, right? I know that I make slightly less money now because the state or the federal government, whatever, it's forced that they, that my company helps put towards paid family medical leave for mm-hmm. me in case I need to take it for whatever reason, right? So I know the part of my check also goes towards that now. But the thing that I think is interesting is that that's a great idea because people got to take care of like their kids or, you know, their grandkids or their parents or whatever. But I also know that it's costing my boss's money because they have to pay everybody for that now. Yeah. They have to put money into that. When they're just going to lose money. Yes. And the idea of this is more towards the argument that people would make, I assume, would be more towards big companies that fuck Walmart, shit like that, that fuck people over, you know. But – which is all well and good because you should be treated better if you work for a corporation that treats you like shit. Yeah. My small company treats me awesome and they're getting fucked over on the back end. You exactly. know what I'm saying? With they had to start doing sick time, you know, and that's mm-hmm. which is great because I love that shit. I the benefits are great, you know, but I I'm not the one that's paying forty five people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the one that has all these I'm not the one that owns the business. Yeah. I just know that I'm getting sick time and that I'm getting paid family medical leave if I need it, you know. Except which is cool for me. Because I'm the employee, but what about the person who owns the small business that is mm-hmm. operating on whatever type of margin they're operating on? Yeah. You know? I wonder if we could find like a different system for that that could work for small businesses. Like almost, I don't know. Almost like a health savings plan type of deal. But the older I get. Like a leave savings plan. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I'm going to stash this much money away. And essentially that money equals my you know, my hourly wage. And so yes. you're buying your own time off, but you know, it's much better just to be like, well, I fucking work you work for you. Why don't you take care of me? And that's how some companies did it. Like I know the first company I worked for the call center, that's how mm-hmm. you got paid time off. Which yeah. You didn't actually get paid time off. They just kept, you know, you put money away and then you had X amount of money in this yeah. thing. Yeah. You got to 
tap. Yep. You can request a week off and say, hey, I got the money to do it. But you also had to have the time off accrued to be able to request the time off. Yeah. But they didn't give paid time off, but they kept some of your money. You know? But you still have to earn your time off hours? Yes. Yeah, see, that that wouldn't be a thing that's, yes. to me. It's like... That's how that's how corporations, yeah. these companies like that, would get around that. You know, that's that's that garbage. You have to earn your paid so time off. You garbage. have to earn your time off. It's not paid, but we're going to take part of your check every week and we'll put it away. And when I didn't take any paid time off because I had not been there long enough i didn't have time off accrued to do that because i hated that job so i took time off every time i had it hell yeah um, they just tack it on your last check you just get you know which is cool because then i got like kind of a fat last check but yeah i mean if you're gonna get fucked it might as well work out for you a yeah, little bit but it was really <laughs> stupid while you're working there that you're like man now i got enough money in here to take a couple of days off but i yeah. don't i got fucking four hours off like that i could actually take which is stupid yeah so that is r- ridiculous yeah that sucked I'm sure there is a better way to do that, but but right now that's the way we do it is we do it through regulation and tax. Yeah, and you which know. is not the coolest thing ever. No, you know, um, like I said, I I love the idea of it, but just the older I get and the more time I spend in a small business, it makes me think more that way. That like, well, how like you know, yeah. On a larger scale, this is great, but what about like on a smaller scale? You know what like, they say, this Don. Kind of sucks. If you're young and you don't have, you know, if you're young and you don't support stuff like that, you don't have a heart. Yeah. But if you're old, it means you're a conservative. Yeah. Then that means that you don't, and you support that kind of thing as an adult and stuff like that who pays taxes and knows about small business, then you don't have a brain. I heard someone say once, and I don't remember who it is, so I'm not going to take any credit for it or anything, but like, you'll never meet... A young Republican or a rich Democrat <laughs> is like what they something say. like that. Yeah, it's, it's some some fucking which is like, weird because in 2019 we have a lot of rich Democrats. Yeah, but they're all techies. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, it's like this but, new this new subculture just popped up. Right, it's not like and, the traditional greedy conservative Rush Limbaugh listening to CEO of Walmart. It's, yeah. It's now fucking Jeff Bezos who yeah. owns the Washington Post. And that statement really just means that, like, when you're younger, you're more idealistic generally, and yeah, you know, you have more holy ideas and stuff. And then when you get older, you have some more money saved, and you don't want people taking your money. Yeah, in a little bit more like realistic yeah. about how yeah. the world so, wor- works. I but I always thought that, that was really funny. Um, he talked about the abortion laws that we talked about last week or last yep. episode um, from Virginia, which I thought was really interesting that that governor, Ralph Northam, who was on that radio show. Yeah. Now he also like is in the blackface thing. Yeah. Like that. He got double, man. Yeah. Double he, fucked. He, he double dipped in um, the shit pool. And then he, so we're going to talk about this for a minute, right? Because yes. this is a great conversation. He said, this is a quote. Let us reaffirm a fundamental truth that all children born and unborn are made in the holy image of God. Yeah. Right. On that, any legislation you put forward dealing with abortion should be killed on the floor, not even be brought to the floor. Right. Fuck you. God has nothing to do with this fucking government. Has nothing to do with the laws here. No. Nope. Nothing to do. Separation of church and state, dog. Fuck you. You can think that's pres- like. You can thank President Ronald Reagan for that, for creating the evangelical voting base. Yeah. No, that's that is, what that's for. And that any bill they put up dealing with abortion 
should be killed simply for that. Simply for him having said that. He could still get something passed. It would just have to come via Congress and not. Nah, fuck that. Nah, fuck that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Nothing that he puts up. He There's nothing yeah. that he puts up. Yeah, he could sign a bill if it came to his desk and he had Congress. nothing to do with yep. it. But fuck that. <laughs> the fact, no, no, man. No, man. Made in the holy image of God. Like that. That has nothing to do with this. Yeah. And that's not saying that if you believe in that, that there's anything wrong with it. But it is written into our Constitution that there is a separation of church and state. Those two things should have nothing to do with each other. But we still pray before congressional meetings and all this. It's very strange. Yes. And not just not to say that, it, you know, it's religion is bad and it doesn't, you know, what it just it doesn't belong in that one sole institution of government yeah, does not belong there. Not in the laws, man. That's And it didn't used to be there when we founded the country. Yeah, you can't base some laws of the language is there, but that's why we had church and state put down. Bad. Yeah. yeah bad. 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 Um so I had a real problem with that. Yeah. I had a huge problem with the fact that he even said that at all. Um So are we getting close to the uh the women? jobs and um, watching I, all the senators congratulate them i skipped right over that but we'll because we'll i that really right wanted yeah. to talk about because he did yeah he talked about it was a win it was a hard win for him during yes. that speech yeah the women had filled 58 percent of the new jobs last year and that there is more women in congress than ever before even though there is less women in the republican party than ever before yeah um as elected officials which is really interesting he also did not give nancy pelosi an opportunity to introduce him which is super weird <laughs> like very strange that's um, a power move yes and then she fucking like clapped at him and yeah, was, that was definitely great. making some faces behind him during the that was meme gold e- yo yeah people oh, were all yeah. over so that. good so what do you have about what he said about the women well the big thing to me was the you know the big picture aspect of all this this is the the insider baseball fan talking of how the culture war playing out in politics is going and essentially watching this group of new democratic, you know, women in the audience, all wearing their suffrage white. Yeah. And, uh, as a sign of, you know, how women are oppressed or something, the intersectional fight that they're fighting. And then they sat there and, you know, did their best not to clap or applaud or anything unless Mama Pelosi approved and she kind of give a little hand signal like that. <laughs> or if they were being bad, they, she would kind of, no, just raise your hand. No, no, don't do that. Don't yeah. boo. We're better than that. But then all of a sudden, as soon as Trump played into their hands and said, okay, you know, out of we have more women in Congress than ever before, they got up and they started partying. And, you know, Alex, uh, AOC was all sorts of jazz and high-fiving people when five minutes before that, they were just staring daggers at him. Yeah. And I just thought it was kind of petty in a way. And I know it's all just this big game and it doesn't actually mean that much when you look at it. You know, what don't they applaud for? What do they applaud for? Right. You know, that's something I always watch just to also see the how people, the... Because that's the political game playing out. That's right. the, you know, on the social level. Right. Oh, well, also the people who show up and don't show up. Yes. Because you know, there's some people who just don't go all together yep. as a protest for... Like two years ago, Vice did a piece on... 
representatives who did not go to the State of the Union. And they mm-hmm. watched it with one of the senators or representatives that didn't go, you know. And so it's like a, you know, so they sat there and talked shit about President Trump the whole time through Hell the State yeah. of the Union. And it's. That seems like a really fun thing to do for yeah. people that are into it. Yeah, that's definitely the gamey part. Of the State of the Union yeah. is the way that people act, whether they're like even the what they're wearing, you know, because yeah. there's the, I don't know her name, but the first like Native American woman who was elected into representative or I mm-hmm. believe in. So she's, you know, wearing like an uh, what the fuck am I trying to say? Yeah, a special uh, necklace. Like, yeah, just like a traditional outfit. And then she's also like sitting on like a blanket. And yeah, it's you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, people are very. To try and take jabs at the president because they're also trying to push the narrative that he is a racist, right? Which I would not say that he is a racist. No. Right? No. He has said a lot. He's just an idiot. Man. And he's got a... (laughs) Fuck. That's a hard thing to talk about. He's a fucking idiot. And he says stupid shit. Yeah. Don't assign to malice what can be easily attributed to ignorance or stupidity in this case. He is afraid for lack of a better term, to go against the people that make up part of his base. Yeah. Because you you certainly can't argue that his the entirety of his base is radical right. But a, a certain portion, be it large or small, of his base is made up of radical right activists who are the people that we saw at Charlottesville, the people yep. that we have seen at all these places that are openly yes. violent the people who what's joey gibson these motherfuckers yeah. the people who joey you know, gibson he's not uh, that what they far, right? the rude boys the proud boys the you proud know boys you know what i'm saying all who these gavin mcginnis is no longer affiliated with he like, officially re- renounced the proud boys oh he's still a douche um, he, but he's yeah he's kind of a douche. all of these he's kind of funny though are part of president trump's base even if they would not say that or he would not say that because he never would and he is not willing to denounce a section of people who will openly support the ideals that he will put on the back burner but will support you know what i'm saying like not openly but will also not denounce so it's yeah i and i think that is changing a little bit um and We'll get into that later because that's also part of the Rose Garden. There's no way he gets back in office if he does not in some way begin to like separate himself from that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. So not no way he's going to have a harder time than last time getting in. Definitely. If he does not separate himself. His, I think, return to office is solely based off of who he's going to face on the Democratic side. What kind of flaming dumpster fire are they going to put forth? Or if they, if they went with somebody moderately left and not one of the activist superstars, he's in trouble. Thinking about 2020 makes me nervous. It does. It like legitimately makes me like, oh, like it makes like my stomach drop. And I'm like, God, I wish the party would revolt from him and nominate a bunch of hard, you know, Inside a Republican, which good is someone guys would that, primary him, yeah, yeah, that someone would fucking primary him because if you're a good, like regular person, mm-hmm. you can do it. But know? he's on such thin ice; they can't afford to take that gamble and pull votes away from him. Because if somebody else, ha- if if somebody else has enough, it's the same problem like they have with the Democrats have with uh, Schultz. I was just Starbucks thinking CEO. that yeah. it's the same thing. It's that whole. You know, the party knows who they want, and this is the safest bet is for them to, to back Trump in the election. Yeah. But it's 
it's not a good idea, but it's the best shit sandwich they have to choose from. <laughs> yeah, no, now they're in our shoes. Turn sandwich or a giant yeah, douche. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I think that's. I want to get into more of that after the when we do the rose garden. Yes. Stuff. Um, and so then he started to talk about the military. Said last year they spent seven hundred billion dollars on the military, and this year it's going to be seven hundred sixteen billion dollars on the military. Um, so much money, you don't know what to do with it. Yep. Uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh again, my god. Later. Later. Um, he said there's been a hundred billion dollar increase in defense from the NATO partners. Yeah. Is I don't know. That's his whole. That's, um, you know, them pairing their fair share argument yeah, that he's yeah. been campaigning on. Um, and he said that they got out of the INF so that America could increase the amount of weapons that we have. More or less. Yeah. That's um, that's what he said. Yeah. That's and yeah, but the context <laughs> that is what he said. Yeah. Is the, that and the he, context to that is that Russia isn't playing by that rules anyways. Yes, so yes. So we need to start getting into the arms race because it's already going. Yes, which I would not dispute that Russia is arming up because they are. Whether or not I agree that we need to get into the arms race yeah. because at it's already point, going, I don't know. I necessarily agree with that. Yeah. It, at this point, do we really need to participate? Because it's not cannons and which cannon is better and all this stuff now. There's all this technology and we kind of swamp everybody already. Are you sure? Because he said that his plan is to outspend and out innovate by far. If we need to. That is not what he said. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, because we will outspend and and out develop. Is that what it was? Outspend and out innovate. Yeah, we totally will force innovation. By right? far. Another uh, Manhattan Project 2.0. Said that February 27th and 28th, there's going to be a meeting with Kim Jong Un. Yep, in Vietnam, I yep. believe. Um, and then he also said America will never be a socialist country. That was my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Because and then oh man, the memes that went. After that, because as soon as he said that, cameras went right to Bernie Sanders, and somebody added the, uh, oh, I've never seen that show, but uh, something with enthusiasm or curb your enthusiasm, curb your enthusiasm. Larry, that David. music played on there because it's just him like all scrunched up. Yeah, this like the troll. he looked, he was like, mm. Bernie that's Sanders. My, that's Bernie Sanders. So that's all that I have notes wise. Yeah, it was pretty much it. Anything else? Overall, it was a good, you know, there was a lot of, I think there was four or five chants of USA. 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 It's like a house, man. It was weird. It's bad. The whole thing felt weird. It reminded me of when they overturned the individual mandate for uh, the Uh ACA and they sang in the house. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do you remember that? Do you remember I when do. that happened? That's I, what that reminded me of. See, I tried of. to block that out of my mind. And That's what that reminded me of. And it yeah. was bad. It was it was very strange, this yeah. whole thing. Like it was nice because there was some parts where even, you know, both sides got up and were like USA. And I was like, That's Cortez did yeah. at one point. And I was like, you know what? That's not it's not bad, man. Like, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, who we will hear henceforward referred to as AOC because fuck all them names. Exactly, man. I'm sorry. That's what we're, in all respect, that's just too many names to say. So We may be podcasters, but we're not technically professional podcasters. Yeah. (laughs) So do you want to talk next about the joint resolution and the declare of the national emergency? 
Yes. Okay. So this, yeah, this is a nice good Trump, bad Trump. Yes. So we tried our best to talk up how awesome the State of the Union was in comparison to, I think, the last one and stuff like that. And just overall, it it wasn't, it was inspiring. So on overall. Thursday, so on Thursday, there's a meeting happening. President Trump, Mitch McConnell, a couple other people are there. Mm-hmm. Democratic Party, Republican Party, they're trying to decide what they can do to, <coughs> excuse me, keep the government from shutting down. It's at that moment that President Trump is like, word, I'll sign what you have. But also, I'm going to declare a national emergency so I can get my wall going. Boom. So Mitch McConnell, so that he can get it cemented before President Trump changes his fucking mind again, he runs over to the Senate. He interrupts Chuck Grassley, who's trying to talk about whatever the fuck Chuck Grassley's trying to talk about, pisses him off, says, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce joint measure, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to vote on that, and we're going to keep the government open. Also, later today, President Trump is going to declare a national emergency. Drops the fucking mic, walks away. Boom. And people were like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me, what the fuck? Yeah. Because first of all, highly... I have been waiting for this to happen. Highly... I knew it was coming. Unordinary, unorthodox for... The the Senate Majority Leader to be announcing the president is going to declare a national emergency instead of the president. Or before the president, right? Right. Super fucking weird. Really, really strange. And that's just because of the timing. Yes. Because they couldn't yes. allow... Because it was it was late in the day. The deadline, I think, was like 9 p.m. or something like that. And it, it didn't actually vote, I think, until 8.55 or so. It was like last minute. And the president is declaring a national emergency because the... Funding bill is not giving him enough money, not enough, not the money that he wants for the wall. Exactly. Right? Because they're giving him what, 1.7, 1. something million, yeah, 1. billion dollars? 1.75, For 1.75 billion dollars for the wall and for. Like repairs? And- yeah, yeah. For repairs, for to build some new wall, mm-hmm. um, but not not all of it. But that's also not what he's like asking for. Yeah. Um, so the spending measure passed 83 to 16 in the Senate and 300 to 128 in the House. Uh, McConnell announced the spending bill while also saying the president would enact a national emergency to build, build the wall. Um, president said the fund it funds the government through September and the money oh, money for 55 miles of steel fence mm-hmm. is what it says. And that's in there. that's the in the funding bill. And then. That's why he turned around and said, okay, well, we figured it out. It's going to happen now. We're going to declare a national emergency, and we're going to get our funding there. It also prohibits construction in some areas. Um, I don't know exactly where, but it also prohibits funds from being used to stop congressmen and lawmakers from inspecting detention centers. Because when there was all that shit going on with ICE and the children and people separating – there was some representatives being turned away from detention centers that were yeah. being told they could not go there. So there is actual verbiage in the bill that says that this money cannot be used, which just essentially says that no employees in any of those centers can tell congressmen they can't be there yeah. because their their paycheck would be coming from this funding. So that's what it's verbiage in there. Um, there's yeah, that's I think a good thing. They, oh. they had a problem with that. <coughs> yeah. Wow, that was all going on. And I don't big. remember exactly who, but there were several senators and yeah. representatives who tried to go to different detention centers and were told they could not go in there. Which was weird because some 
were able to go to certain ones. Yes. But it was like, why then? Others. Yeah. What's going on here? This is ridiculous. Especially if everything is on the up and up. Because people would come out and be like, everything's fine here, but you're not allowed to come in. Like, I wonder if it has something to do if they classified certain facilities at a certain level. I don't know. They well, could, uh, yeah, I mean, I we know. know that there were some places that were not as well equipped as others. You yeah, know, And definitely. that probably was the case that they knew that. Yeah. The, the tell them this place is a classified facility. They can't yeah. be here. Get the get them out of here. Uh, there's also seventy seven million dollars for the to help fight opioid crisis. Four billion dollars for wildland fire programs. Yep. Twelve point six billion dollars for the FEMA disaster relief fund, which was I mean drained this year with uh with hurricanes and with wildfires that happened. Yeah. Um, that and campfire was, literally burned down an entire yes. town. It also ends the pay freeze for for civilian federal workers and increases their pay 1.9%. And then also the Pence Pence and the cabinet and other appointed personnel will get a raise of about $10,000 on average, which is interesting because when the shutdown happened, the president was like, oh, no, I think we're going to do something about that. You know, like we'll – We'll make sure that that doesn't really go down, but it, somehow, it down. somehow that still gets into the into the funding bill. I know that's really weird. I don't know. It's like, well, we didn't do it while we were while the our, the government was partially closed. Yeah, but now that we're back open, I mean, we didn't tell you we were just waiting until we got open. But yep. So that's all that I really have as far as the spending bill. Do you have yeah. anything past that for numbers wise? No. Um, okay. And so, do you want to talk about? In general, like kind of what it means for him to be declaring a national emergency, like the implications and stuff, or do you want to talk about the finer points of it first, like the Rose Garden or Rose Garden thing, and then talk about it in general afterwards? I think in let's talk Rose Garden first. Okay, yeah, we'll so start finite and go big picture. Yep. So we'll he, work our way out. So he opened up by disputing the fact that drugs come mostly through ports of entry again yes right which is again not true um and i have some 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 notes here that we can actually which he was called out on during the Q&A. yeah um so the only drug that comes through higher rates not through ports of entry is pot that's the only drug that comes through in higher amounts through open parts of the border than through ports of entry, right? It's much more manageable, I can imagine. Yeah. It's lightweight anyways. As a, as per the DEA, right, 90% of the heroin at the border is found at points of entry. Yeah. That's where it comes through as point of entry, not through any of these open places where there isn't a wall that the president keeps talking about. Factually incorrect. As per the federal government, the people whose job is, like I said, the DEA, people whose job it is to get those drugs, to take them. Yeah. It's them that's telling you that. That is not true. It is. They have the actual statistics right there. And the one that the president keeps quoting, heroin. That's the one yeah. that his big deal is, is heroin, black tar heroin. Comes from Mexico. Mexico, Colombia, Mexico, South America, Mexico. Because it's all it's, tied to the opioid crisis. <laughs> 90% of it is coming through points of entry. Yep. What the fuck? Like, that's not even the case. Like, it's not even, like, a close race. No. And this and many more facts are found in that CNN article that that I put out earlier. And um, you can actually, you you can get them through government sources, through their open source information. Yes. You, you probably have to go through the actual Freedom of Information Act or something, maybe. But they're yeah. out there. Yeah. He said, said, you can't take big loads of drugs or human traffic through ports of entry. Yeah, just that's can't a quote, do that. which is not true, obviously, as as per what I just said. Yeah. Um, said 
It's all a big lie. He kept saying that. Like he yeah. said that over and over and over. It's all a big lie. They're saying this. It's all a big lie. Which it's I fake think news. it's fucking dangerous, man. That is dangerous for the president to be saying shit like that. Yeah. I. It. How would I put it's this? It's concerning. This it's openly in, his concerning. entire speech was incredibly hostile and at times um, kind of tyrannical and dictatorial when he talked on a couple subjects because there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about uh, he opened his speech actually with talk about the Chinese trade deal that they're putting together um, and that we have people over there right now they're coming back this weekend you know and you know talks are going good you know he's he said whatever that means you know they're over there doing the work but talks are going good and they're going to come back and then we're going to, you know, President Xi is supposed to be coming back soon to come visit and, and kind of finalize the Xi trade Jinping. deal. Yeah. President Xi Jinping, also known as uh, Winnie the Pooh. I'm good. Um, yeah. Did you, have you ever seen that, followed that political thing? It's like yeah. a bunch of memes out there with him as Winnie the Pooh, which is why That's Winnie weird. the Pooh is now banned. In China. Yeah, that's a thing in China that China, people in China compared him to Winnie the Pooh. And now yeah. you can't Google images. You can't China Google images of Winnie the Pooh. Whatever China Google is, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because it's a specialty Google because they're yeah. so, it's like there's no Twitter in China. They, <laughs> yeah. not, they don't yeah. have a thing with the Chinese government. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. I just think that's dangerous, you know, and I'm sure I've said that a mm-hmm. thousand times that like this is dangerous. This rhetoric is dangerous. And I don't want to sound like some fucking progressive pundit from MSNBC, you know, but that's dangerous to have a president who is actively telling you that facts are a lie. Yeah, is really dangerous because, like I said, there are those people who are just taking him at face value and and he's lying. Yeah. And blatantly. I, and they'll and they will they will spout those lies back out to other people. Like they will they will use those as facts in a debate with somebody else out in public. You know, yeah. I talked about that on my blog post this week. That not even the blog post, just that post on Facebook that I was so frustrated. You know, that I can hear people actively saying things that I know are not true. Yeah, when I am when we are busting our fucking dicks. To excuse my language, especially right now, but when we're fucking busting our dicks to to provide factual, unbiased information that will solve the argument that you're having right now. Like, so, and you're actively fighting against us. And you would rather go home and instead of spend three hours or 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day or an hour a day listening to this podcast or even other podcasts... Or other types of news, YouTube videos, something. You would rather watch fucking Kardashians or the fucking stupid Masked Singer show that I told you about that one time that I was really good at. Like stupid shit like that you would rather. Which I think that there is all kinds of merit in watching things that only have entertainment value. You know? But there's also merit in spending some time at home educating yourself when you are talking about something regularly but don't know the facts. Like you're complaining yeah. about it to your friends, but don't want to actually learn anything factual about it. You'll just say, "I, you know, I can't believe that something like this could happen. How could that even happen? How, how could but this not even try be? And figure it out. You know, you're like why just I, I don't have time for that? Like you just instantly believe what you're told, and it's 
it's crazy because as I was reading through some of these articles, like the Fox ones, I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. not true. You know? like that's like that's not true, and and I know that, yeah. you know. But people are reading this and they're just running with it, and that's <laughs> it drives me nuts. Scary. Those opinion articles, those op-ed articles from the New York Times and from CNN and from Fox News that people are reading and taking as fact, but they're not. They're op-eds. Like, yeah, they're opinions. and they don't know the difference between the two. Just and because you read it doesn't mean it's real. Fucked up. That's somebody's opinion they're throwing out there. It's. And it's really bad. <clears throat> and so this whole thing is dangerous. Yeah. You know, I mean, to, because essentially how we kind of got on this was the, the, the bill that was passed, the funding bill, right? And yeah. now he's doing the national emergency. Because he and, didn't get enough money. Yeah. And so most of this whole thing was, it was two different things. It was China, it was trade with China. And then it was all just the same, like, border talking points and the same things that we pointed out that were completely inaccurate. Yeah. The same things that were <coughs> inaccurate in the Excuse state me. of the union. It's it's those same tired talking points. Yes. He, he lied about the same stuff on Tuesday as he did on Friday. Yes. Which I, except this time he did it freehand. Yes. Which made it even worse. Right. And yeah. that's why it's, uh, it's bad. It's you really should, bad. You man. should watch it, but you should watch it under, Excuse me, with the understanding that a lot of it is a lie. Like that a lot of it's not true. Just you should factually, watch it. Yeah. <clears throat> you should watch it the same way you watch the Kardashians or you watch the Masked Singer. Watch it purely for entertainment value because there is almost no educational value in in what he said. Yeah. But it's it's not even entertaining. It's shocking. <laughs> it's it's shocking. If okay, so if you don't I'm sorry to spend so much time trying to classify it, but if you are not super politically savvy, then it's entertaining. But if yes. you spend a lot of time paying attention to politics and you're like really into what's going on, it is fucking scary. It yeah. is fucking scary because it's it's so full of lies. Yeah. It's all full of lies. It's crazy. So he said, one of these other quotes, if we had a wall, we wouldn't need military at the border. No. Motherfucker, you sent them there. Exactly. You put them there. It's, I didn't want to do that, but I, I just you had put them to there do that. I, with, as it was brought up in the Q&A, with the lowest border crossing in like several years. Yeah. You sent the military there and are now using that as justification for a wall that you ran on as a, as a platform for your presidency. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? This is a campaign promise fulfillment. It's not, it's not, but out. it is. And that's what and yeah. that's what he said. He's, it's not just for a campaign promise. I mean, I did campaign on it, but it's not just for a campaign promise. No. That's not why I'm doing it. And I have written down here like three different times after a bunch of these things that he would talk about. So I'm signing the national emergency, right? Mm-hmm. And then another quote right after that. Normally people who don't care, they must not have been very exciting. Yeah. Like this for, the, you know, normally people don't care about the national emergencies that people sign. So they must have not been that exciting. It must have not been that big of a deal. Yeah, he talked mad shit. Then he starts saying it's an invasion, an invasion of drugs and immigrants. Right. Yeah. So he starts to talk about the national emergency like this is what I'm doing. And then 
gets off somehow on some type of tangent and then he's talking about an invasion of drugs and immigrants there's at least people at least 70,000 people died from drugs this year and then he starts talking about trade with China because then he's because then I have because like you said I took all my notes in chronological order just as I'm watching so right after he's talking about at least 70,000 people died from drugs last year I have he said the Xi Jinping told him that they didn't have a drug problem in China because they killed drug dealers. They uh, because drug dealers get get the death penalty. And he said a quote from the president. He said, yeah, you know, I know how we can have the drug problem. Yeah. Like that's what I was talking about when I, I said talking, it got what? a little tyranty. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so then he's talking about and I shit you not. Right. This is this is why you need to watch it. anybody listening to this. You have to watch it if you haven't. Because he starts talking about, well, maybe China has it figured out, you know, because China doesn't have a drug problem. And it's because they're killing their drug dealers. Yeah. Because they, like, all oh, of yeah. their drug dealers get the death penalty. And China doesn't have this problem. Except fentanyl comes from China. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk to China about putting that on their banned substance list so people can't have fentanyl anymore. Um, and it's really funny when you think about his, <laughs> you know, his kind of almost embrace of the death penalty towards drug dealers yeah when you think a week ago or whatever at the state of the union he <clears throat> had a lady there that was serving essentially a life sentence for a non-violent drug dealing <laughs> yes. offense she would not be alive today she would have already been killed but yes. you just said it's no it's we also have this you know the first step act and you don't you know we're going to rehabilitate people but i don't know maybe you know maybe and we'll kill drug dealers too this is why you don't let this president talk off the cuff. Like you mm-hmm. let him, you make him run off of a script and he kept looking down. So, you know, he has notes there, but he's just saying whatever the fuck he wants. He's just keeps going, you know? Yeah. And so then he said, he asked China to, he asked China to pretty much ban fentanyl. And then he said, this is a great thing to do because there's an invasion of drugs an invasion of gangs and an invasion of people. That yep. is an exact quote. And That's then, how he tied China to the yes. fucking border crisis. Yes. And then he said, then he starts talking about, you know, I'm going to sign a national emergency because I want to stop drugs and I want to stop gangs. More people are trying to get into the country probably now more than ever is probably. what he said, which is the exact opposite of the truth. Because, again, we'll talk about the Q&A. But he gets asked. He, numbers get thrown out. I don't have the numbers. Hope maybe you do. No. Um, that's all right. But this but is why you should watch the video. The there. reason why I didn't grab it is because I look at them. You know, you, the, <clears throat> a lot of these articles that we read these days, it's really nice. They have hyperlinks usually that you can go directly to like the governmental page to read whatever statistics or you know whatever legislation. Yeah. It's really easy to find, and you just. Once you realize that everybody's got it and that's what they're talking about, it, to me, that's enough. That's a lot of research. And I dig far enough. And I think, you know, this is true. I know this is going on. It's, you know, we've deep dived a couple of them before. They're out there, man. The numbers are lower than ever. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> he said, we're doing it because we want to have a safe country. And then he started talking about the money that's in the appropriations bill, right? And that's, and this is why he's doing the national emergency. So they gave me a bunch of money. I don't know what to do with all the money they gave me. I don't me, know. But they didn't give me enough on the wall. And he yep. said at one point they skimmed me on the wall. They skimmed on the wall. They just skimmed you know? on the wall. Yeah. He kept saying, I, they gave me so much money. I don't know what to do with all the money. And then I got everything on in my shopping trip 90% off. 
but I had to pay full price for this last one. That's not enough. And then somehow he gets from that to, oh, because he starts talking about the military. So he starts Mm -hmm. boasting about handing down surplus military equipment to the police, right? Yeah. Which a lot of people tied directly to police brutality, having equipment that they shouldn't have, and people dying when they don't need to die. Yeah. That book that I read, I don't know what it's called, but I talked about it 30 episodes ago about police brutality. That's like that guy talked about a bunch of studies that tied increases in police brutality to surplus military equipment and old military equipment being given to police stations. And that's how you get, instead of them having to call SWAT, they have their own armored trucks. They have their own yeah. body armor, their own automatic weapons there to We're use. Ready. They don't need to call experts. They can just strap up and go themselves. Yeah. That's it's, not what your county sheriff is supposed to do. Yeah. That's not what they're trained to do. That's why a SWAT team exists. Because the military, it's important <clears throat> to understand, even though this is, you know, I mean, it's rudimentary. It's old school gear. It's usually, you know, it's the the latest or, you know, it's the last year's model type of stuff. We've made an upgrade. Um, but the military trains on how to use those things consistently all the time. Yeah. And... So they know how to do it because they continually, always, infinitely and forever, always train on their equipment so that they could be the best with it ever. That's why, like, if you're in the military, drills are a thing. You run drills fucking constantly. Yeah. It's insane. But that way, if there is something to happen, you can act on it. And, oh, my God, I totally lost my train of thought on that. I went deeper on you the military. You about the training that the military does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways... You don't have, as a police officer, you don't have that kind of dedication to training because it's not, you know, being a police officer, you still have a relatively decent civilian life. Right. Whereas military, a lot of times it's 100% military. It's a totally different lifestyle. (laughs) That's your job all the time. Yeah. And so you, that's why you consistently train in these things. It's part of your life and it just doesn't exist there. So these people get all this equipment and they fuck up because they don't actually know how to use it. Because it's not designed for for you know your everyday you know homeowner. Yeah, it's military equipment we're talking about here. Some of it is easy. I mean, you can train people to to train it. It's just not being done properly, <coughs> in my mind. Yeah, and I think in my notes this is when they start to get to like the Q and A. Yeah, um, oh, because so he got asked about the travel ban, right? And so this is when I want to find this little piece of video. So I'll, I'll make this point and then you okay. find this. Um, <clears throat> so because he got asked about the travel ban and what happened with the travel ban, right? And he's like, well, some people don't want to report that the travel ban got upheld. Yeah. You know, which we lost. We is, lost. Which and is that's all they told. Which is weird because I, I remember getting like 30 notifications on my phone when the travel ban got upheld. That, yeah. that was going to happen. But he's like, for some reason that nobody... Nobody reported yep. it. Yep. <clears throat> Apparently. So, let's see. Um, yeah, that was big news when it happened. Yes, I just, huge. Huge. Oh, it was huge. Yep. And that... Um, are you trying to find that video? Uh, no, I have the video. Okay. And now I'm just queuing it up to this particular point. Queue it up. Um, Did you write down the timestamp? Yes. God, you're a baller. Because I really wanted to make sure that we... Be sued and they will sue us in the ninth circuit yes i know what you're talking. okay so 
So he yeah, <laughs> will be sued. Yeah. They'll sue us in the Ninth Let's Circuit, even though it shouldn't be there. And then they're going to sue, and then we'll probably easy, lose. But it would have been a lot easier. But some people didn't step up. But we're stepping up now. So we have a chance of getting close to $8 billion. Whether it's $8 billion or $2 billion or $1.5 billion, it's going to build a lot of walls. We're getting it done. We're right now. This is why... Again, for the fourth time, I think, why he's signing the state of emergency. Yeah. Now in construction with wall in some of the most important areas. And we have renovated a tremendous amount of wall, making it just as good as new. That's a lot of the money is spent. That's a lot of that. In fact, we were restricted to renovating. Yes, which is important because I think that might be one of the first times he's admitted that he's not building wall right now. Yeah, they're they've been restricted they, to renovating. Yes, which is I'm and I'm I don't know I'm not trying to take digs at him, but like I think it's important for people to know when he's fucking lying because he does it so often. And like I said, there's the people who would just take it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not we're building a lot of wall. Yes, I mean he's technically not lying. We're but the implication yeah. is, yeah, you should, that's bad language, but yeah. it's it's general enough that he can get away with it. Yeah. Which is okay, but we're going to run out of areas that we can renovate pretty soon. So, and we need new wall. We need it. We need so new I wall. I want to thank everybody for being here. I want to thank in particular the angel moms and dads for being here. Thank you very much. We have great respect for you. The real country, our real country. Our real country. Lots of it. Lot yep. Of which is also not true because uh, think about it's the been increase, around for a while. Think about the increase in police brutality during the Obama administration. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's so super not true. I think. I think last time it was a big issue was during like the Bush administration, but it's been happening since then, and it hasn't. Been, <coughs> it hasn't been a big issue no. up until now. Just like the band. And we lost, and then we lost in the appellate division, and then we went to the Supreme Court, and we won. And it was very interesting, because yesterday they were talking about the ban. Because we have a ban, it's very helpful. We have a ban. Madam Secretary, is that right? We have a ban. We have a bigger problem. And I, so I just, come on, man. It's a, like, that's a joke. That's a joke right there. That's a joke. Just, I wanted it, it wouldn't stop. 
It was that upward inflection every single time. And it was just so petty and just terrible. And I was like, oh, my God. When is this going to end? And it didn't end for so long. Oh, it was so so disgusting. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was blowing Uh, up your phone when I was watching. I was like, dude, this is the (laughs) worst thing I have ever seen him do. Yes. God, I can't wait to hear Shapiro talk about this. I have a feeling he's, I don't know if he's going to be like, because he calls balls and strikes with his things. I wonder if he's going to be like thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm interested because I got a big old two thumbs down on this one. He also got asked during the Q&A, he got some of the money for the national emergency is coming from the DOD. Yes. And he said that he had a conversation with the generals, with some of the generals. Yes. About what they were doing with the money. He said, well, it didn't sound that important anyway, you know, Um, which. Sorry, new microphones. No, no. Which I, I think is interesting when he's also trying to champion for increases in military spending but they've mm-hmm. got this money that's like you know they're using it for stuff that's not really that important anyway so we if got I take so it, much it won't money we deal. don't know what to do I, with it he said that so many times that's an <clears throat> insane thing what the hell are you why are we giving you budget increases yeah but he keeps talking about that the mil- building the military is vital and that's yeah. what we need to do to have a strong country is build the military but he's able to take money from it with no problem, no problem. And it's not. I mean, this is deal. peanuts to them. Don't worry <clears throat> about it. We give them so much money. $716 billion, Yeah. It? And he's only asking for like eight of that. And there's also uh, $2.5 billion that comes from counter-narcotics funds in the United States government yeah. to go towards the wall. Interesting, right? To fight drugs. Yep. So. We're, fu- we're just, uh, we got two... We have two uh, counter drug fighting agencies now, yep. and they're stealing money off of each other. He also said, uh, and this is a direct quote, right? He said, I didn't need to do this, but I wanted to do it much faster. Yeah. But it's a national emergency. But, but he didn't, I didn't need, need to, to do, do this. So that doesn't really make much sense. None of it um, did, man. And it was so hard. It's not you. like... It's not like these things that he's saying in public can't be used like a, as evidence in court that he's saying <laughs> that I didn't need to do it, but I wanted to do it faster, you know? Especially like, when he's talking about <clears throat> how he knows he's going to get sued for this. Yes. And then he hopes it'll make it up to the Supreme Court level. And to then say that, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't have to do this, but... yeah. You know, so then how are you going to justify the fact that you have to do this? Yeah. It's an emergency. You're trying to say this is an emergency, but you just delegitimized yourself. You can't contradict yourself in every sentence. But that's what he did in that whole thing. Yeah. He got asked about the campaign promise that Mexico would pay for the wall. Yeah. You know, and he's so then he started to try and rationalize that the money that we're saving from canceling NAFTA and putting the USMCA is indirectly paying for the wall because we're saving so much money. And so as soon as Congress signs the USMCA and they push everything through, then the money that we're saving is going to, is going to make up for it. We'll make it, we'll make it for it on the back end. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. Like how does that, that doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah. That's, but no, no, it's yeah. Somehow maybe DOD gets their money through that. And then, then we get it through the DOD. I sure. 
And it that's was, a leap, man. I don't know. <laughs> and it was after that that he got asked about the record low border crossing numbers, mm-hmm. and he said that he had numbers from lots of places. I have, I, I have sources. Yep, I have sources. You know, and you know, mostly Homeland Security. And he talked to you know Kristen Nielsen, who has tiny hands, by the way. <laughs> I saw that during. You can't do another tiny hands thing, I man. Saw We're during, over the tiny hands. I saw it during the State of the Union. I actually wrote it down up here in the corner that Kristen Nielsen has tiny hands. Um, they're just very small. She's, I mean, she's a small lady, but I, I know she's I saw not very her do big, something. So yeah, she's uh, she's semi proportional, particularly small hands. Okay. So you know, it's funny. I've never looked at her hands. I need to watch. It was now. just. I just saw it. You know, I just noticed. But that that was um, the same thing for me with Trump's baby hands thing. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I, was, I never noticed. Maybe I just don't notice people's hand size. Well, and that's so I must just, she must have touched her face or something because there's no <laughs> other reason that I would have noticed. I don't mean noticed. to be like no. grilling you about No, this. I'm just saying because I'm not looking for it, but there's no other reason that I would have yeah. seen it unless, you know. That's so or funny. Or she, maybe she was clapping. Yeah. That makes more sense if she's clapping during the state of the I got to check the internet, see if this is a thing yet. Yeah, I didn't write down like a timestamp for it. Just, I wonder. Just that it happened. I'm excited. Um, and that's all the notes that I have. As far as the actual Q&A, um, I just have like some general stuff. Do yeah. you have any more questions during the Q&A that you want to hit? No, not necessarily. The qu- I mean, we kind of talked about it earlier a little bit. And yeah. that's how, you know, Trump justifies his his sources. You know, his statistics are different than, you know, the statistics that everyone else has. Yeah. And he asks, you know, where do you do that? And that's he keeps referencing he has sources and... You know, and then it, that kind of led into this. You know, he started talking about these personalities because somebody asked him if some of these people that he listens to, like Rush Limbaugh or something like that, are they influential in what he does? Yeah. And he kind of said, yeah. And he listed off these people. And it was like, you know, Rush Limbaugh, um, God, who else was it? Uh, a lot, you know, Sean Hannity. His homie, what's the, yeah. What's the woman's name uh, with the blonde hair? Oh, but that's what I was going to get to. I was going to say her last, but he names off a bunch of big, you know, Republican, you know, mouthpieces. Most of them coming out of Fox News. Yeah, and um, but then he also somebody asked him about Ann Coulter. Yes, or he had said something about yes. Ann Coulter because um, <clears throat> Ann Coulter, if you guys don't know, is kind of. She's kind of a crazy far leftist on immigration, and she is about she is a hundred percent behind Trump for a very very long time due to his stance on the wall. Far right on yeah. immigration. You said far left. Oh, far right. My bad. Yeah, very very far right. Yeah, <clears throat> I said left. No, but uh, to the right. To the right, baby. She's been yeah, just a, a huge you know Trumpian. Yeah, except for this time, um, he because she's very upset that he's. You know, didn't make the deal, didn't get the money for the border wall. So now he's going to do a national emergency. She's super pissed off about it. And so he kind of said that she was a nice person or something like that. But then he he said she was off the reservation, though. She's a little (laughs) off the reservation. It's like, oh, yo, you just called out by your, you just got called out by your boy. Yeah. So she's uh, probably dazed and confused right now. Doesn't know what to do. So... So, in general, right, the problem that I have with the national emergency mm-hmm. is that it 
I mean, this has been said fucking everywhere, right? But it, yeah. um, it, it's circumventing Congress. It is going directly around Congress because they're not giving him the money that he wants, right? Yep. So it's the thing that's frustrating is that the bill that they're putting out that they signed, that he signed, right, is a funding bill for the government. Yeah. So Congress is deciding where money needs to go for everything to work okay. They decided to give you money for it, but they didn't. They decided it doesn't deserve $8 billion or whatever the fuck you're asking for. So take it and move on. Like that's their job. Take it and move on. You know, I because that he this is now a direct contradiction to the people's will. Right. It's not like they're because it cannot pass the people's Congress. It's not like he's. It's not like he's fighting with them on a bill just for the wall. You know, because then there's at least some justification that he's he's trying to just fight for this. But this is he's something he's trying to tack into. A funding bill for the government. Yeah. Like this. That's what I don't understand about it. You know, is that they even decided to add it in there is a win for you at all. You know, it, and that's but, but to I think to a portion of his base, the act of declaring a national emergency is is they it gets it takes over their narrative more than. You know the funding bill where he got screwed. Yeah, essentially. You know. <clears throat> well, now they because see that how would be a political victory for you know the Democrats in my mind. Yeah, but you know I think a portion of his base gets riled up and just support him like oh screw it screw screw the government we're gonna do it anyways. I think a portion of his base responds to that. Yeah, and so I think politically he took a loss, but to his base he might have taken a win, but. I don't know. It We're also have to watch it play out. It also scares Mitch McConnell said that he didn't think it was a good idea, right? And there's yeah. a lot of Republicans that said they didn't think it was a good idea because it does the same thing that happened with who who's the guy that 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 started to to do away with the filibuster in the Senate? Harry Reid? Harry Reid. Right? So Dick Reed. So this this does the same thing that he just did, right? Or not just did, but that he did. If if President Trump is able to do this, there's nothing that stops Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from becoming president and doing this same thing for something else. Yep. There's nothing at all because she then has justification that he just did it. And there's nothing that anybody in either party can do about it mm-hmm. because the precedent's been set. And that's what all of this is based on, right? The things That's why the Supreme Court and the judiciary branch is, the judicial branch is so important. It's because they're the ones that allow things to be cemented in precedent, you know? And that's if and something like this was, happens, then that's And I think that was part of you know, for what do they say, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? The the Dream Act that President Obama passed, and this is what <clears throat> Trump uses a lot as his precedent. Yeah. You know, back I think when with the travel ban, I think it was. Yep. Um but it's that argument for executive power. Like, well, it's been done before, so I'm going to do it now. Even though those were wrong, I'm going to do it to overrule those or whatever because right. they never actually got pushed to the Supreme Court all the way. Um, but now the travel ban did, you know, and it that's he realized that this could, can actually work. Right. It's that unitary executive theory in a way, I think. And it, yeah, and it just shows, to me at least, Again, it's it's another example for me that he doesn't really understand what his role is. You no. know, and he doesn't really understand what Congress's role is because anybody who 
in my opinion, right? This is my opinion part of this. Anybody who, in my opinion, has the correct view of the separation of powers is going to recognize that that was Obama overstepping bounds, you know? Yeah. And it was something that was allowed to happen, but something that probably shouldn't have happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Do I think that it's great that that the dreamers are able to be here, you know, that something yeah. was done. I don't love the way that it was done. I love that it did happen because I think that's great, but yeah. I don't love the way that it was done. But you know? it should have been <clears throat> a piece of legislation passed by Congress, yes. not an executive order. <clears throat> and Obama, Barack Obama, President Obama, as a constitutional lawyer, I am sure understood that he was pushing the bounds of what is set out in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Because he's a he was a constitutional lawyer. He knew that someone would be able to make the argument that it could be done. You yeah. know? And that's And I the think thing. he did it just on the fact that, you know, <clears throat> I need to do it politically, so I'm yes. gonna just do it and then it's Supreme Court and then we'll just deal with it then. But And that's one of the things and it got that, passed. That's one of the things I think he always had working for him, you know, yeah. is he didn't always have to rely on other people to find a way for him to do something. He could take two hours at night, you know, after he's Mm -hmm. like, all right, fuck everybody, I'm going to bed. You know, he can take two hours to be like, okay, let me think back to when I was fucking doing blow and staying up all night and writing some papers. (laughs) And let me find something in here that is going to allow me to get some shit done, you know? Whereas President Trump doesn't know shit about even business hardly. And that's why he's had to be bankrupt all these times and had lost all these terrible business ideas, you know? Yeah. But... That's why, you know, he has to sit back and ask a group of four people, his lawyers, fucking Rudy Giuliani, to go out and find a way for me to get something done. You yeah. know, and the best thing that Rudy Giuliani has is, well, President Obama did this to get the DREAM Act passed, so why don't you just do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's... Yeah, I kind of <sighs> like the idea, though, in a way of it actually going up to the Supreme Court because, I mean... the oh, it out- has to, man. The outcome worries me just due to the way the court is built yeah you know and just you know i don't know i it's hard to believe that that is a totally unbiased institution it just it is so hard to believe that i think that in the way that they are fans of president trump maybe but i also think that some of them not necessarily Brett Kavanaugh or maybe even Neil Gorsuch, but some of the older people on the bench have a more traditional view of the powers and are yeah. don't like the idea of him overstepping. You know, that was a big problem that we had with Brett Kavanaugh, that he has loose idea of the of powers of the executive, you know, that mm-hmm. he was he had written papers or talked about the unitary executive theory, you know, shit like that. Those yeah. things are dangerous, but a lot I, of the people on the bench right now don't have yeah. that. And I mean, hopefully he more or less kind of outgrew that stuff because yes. I would not blame him for doing that. That's, he said that he that's did. Fine. You know, he said that yeah. he did. He said that that you know that was a thing that I wrote X amount of years ago, and you I know, don't, you know, think about that anymore. So yeah, just think about me as a once very loyal O'Reilly fan. Exactly. You know, and you know, very very loyal to Fox News, and you know, all that. I was one of those people that. Yeah. I mean, I still think CNN is generally trash. At least their TV is. Yeah. You know, not their articles are way better than their TV. Yes. You know, they do a lot of fact checking articles that are pretty legit. Yeah. And, you know, you got to avoid the opinion pieces, but it's easy to do if you know what you're doing. And then, but, you know, I can't take it anymore. It's getting, it's so bad now. So that gives me hope that somebody like that can change and I can I can have faith in humanity still. Like, okay, no, his recent, his contemporary, you know, <clears throat> career 
says otherwise, we're, yeah. he's okay. But. I am not. I'm not as actively concerned as I think a lot of people are yeah. about what the outcome will be when this goes to the Supreme Court. Well, did you hear that? That uh, what was uh, what was the state? Oklahoma, maybe the abortion ban that they had put in that made we talked about it once on the show. Yes. They had to drive like, all the way across the state. Yes, um, that was denied by the Supreme Court. So they now said, you can't goes, do that. So you, yeah. yeah, so you can't force whatever loophole they had. They they closed it, which kind of was oh okay, that's interesting. That's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm as, down with that. There was some shit that I was concerned about with. Brett Kavanaugh more so than Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch I felt pretty okay about. I remember, you know, when we talked about him and just listening to there was some stuff that was troubling, but I like him as, much better than Kavanaugh. Especially as I've gotten a little bit older and gotten my mm-hmm. knees a little bit deeper in, you know, like the waters, I'm not as concerned. Yeah, it was pretty about, early on and Yeah, our, yeah. So I, I'm not as concerned about Gorsuch now as I was when he first got mm-hmm. on, you know. But there's still a lot We're so of, young at this still. I know. Isn't that know. awesome though? One year in, baby. Everything is One new. Year. Everything is, I mean, it's constantly new. Everything yeah. is constantly changing. I love it. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was the Rose Garden, right? That's yeah. initially where we started. Pretty and then much. We, then, just like we talked about, we grew big picture. Yeah, so the ACLU has already announced, they announced, I think, yesterday I saw, um, that they were going to sue the Trump administration to challenge the national emergency in court. So it's yeah. already happened. It's like already happened. Already- uh, they, you knew they had the paperwork ready, printed oh, yeah. out. All it had to do was be signed and sent off. Yep. And I think that's probably what happened. It was immediate. Yeah. He also said in the Rose Garden that Obama added more to the deficit than every other president. Combined. Which is obviously untrue. Um, well, especially if you take in, you know, the... What do you call it? The when you go back the currency exchange, whatever. For yeah, the, what the is inflation. that called? Inflation. Yeah. God, why did I not be able to remember inflation? When Jordan and I were watching that, um, and he said that Jordan was like, like every president ever, and I said, oh yeah, did you count George Washington six dollars? Like what yeah. the fuck? I'm like I don't like. What are you even talking about? But yeah, I would no, like so to know if that was a yeah. uh, legitimate thing to say. Yeah, no. So that's obviously untrue because that's one of the things that is also covered in that CNN article. Yeah. They broke down the numbers and inflation and everything. They're like, that's not true. Like yeah. he had a fuckload of money to it, but they also talked about. He I would added guess money. that the who was the administration with the New Deal. That had to FDR. be FDR. FDR. Yeah. That had to be one oh, of an the insane biggest, amount. Yeah. Just absolutely insanity. But, like when they talked about Obama, but they said like when Obama was in office, Bush had already set in such a trend of spending so much money to try and fight the recession that like mm-hmm. that was on a natural curve. I mean, it was an insane amount of money, but it was yeah. not. That was already kind of what was getting down at that time, you know? But, yeah. Do, do you remember when it was? that the national debt actually got essentially we had a we were balancing our checkbook actually and not running in the red during the clinton administration i believe right and that was the last time that we had and now an actual, look, yeah that's an insane thing to think about is how fast that started yeah what's that even called not a profit but like a deficit. No, 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 no. Like the opposite of a deficit, but it's not called a surplus. That's a surplus. Yeah. yeah, we had a that's we the, had a for, net that's the surplus. last time that we had a net surplus. Yeah. So see the AC. And, and you can't, it's so hard. You know, ever since you get once you start running a deficit and you're arguing for, you know, a tax uh tax decrease. 
Yeah. Which I'm all about tax decreases because I believe they work in the long run. But that early on, like we had, we actually had a statistical reasoning for a tax break because the government had a surplus of money. Yeah. But now nowadays we don't have a surplus of money, and it's just weird to think about that. Like maybe, hey, this will help. And this, this will help. It's that type of thing that, like, when Jake and Morgan were here and we talked mm-hmm. about gold and shit, that I'm mm-hmm. like, none of this fucking matters anyway. Like, this no. is all bullshit. Like, we are at a point where we don't even have positive dollars. It's all negative. It's all fucking made up zeros and ones. Like, that's, we'd like, be, this is bullshit, man. We'd be like, better off with, like, something like, I don't want, God, I don't want to say that, with something like a Bitcoin. <laughs> It's almost because the government cannot fuck it up. And that, I think that's that's what the ultimate hope is for, you know, the cryptocurrencies. Yeah. They have kind of had this weird free market issue, though, with cryptocurrencies because it's not just relying on, like, one. You mm-hmm. can have – there's hundreds now, A I bunch think. of different ones, yeah. yeah. But, <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, it's a really interesting situation, man. That whole – the whole affair was just jaw-dropping. Yeah, and the, drove me insane. The last thing I have on it is that he was talking about North Korea and said that yeah. if he wasn't the president, then we would still like not still that we would be at war with North Korea, yeah. and that he ended everything in North Korea. Um, and he did preface that that actually this time I think it's one of the first times he's he's in my opinion, <clears throat> which he didn't used to say. Yeah, I think he might have um, might see some growth there. Yes, no, but I mean when he was saying. He did say, in my opinion, we would be at war with North Korea. But he also said that he had stopped all nuclear whatever. All nuclear nuclear testing. testing, All nuclear anything. No nothing, right? Japan Japan put me up for a a Nobel Peace Prize (laughs) because they don't have rockets flying over their head anymore. And while there hasn't been any further testing of missiles in the open in North Korea, there is growing evidence that the missile program they have is still active and they're making more weapons still. The IAEA reported that in August, like just a couple months after the meeting. And then in December, there's American analytics groups that reported that they have facilities there and they're still making weapons there. Like that just happened. It's February. In December, there was people that said that. So, <laughs> I mean, that's not really true. think that like, was actually going to work, right? Yep. You know, I mean, I we knew as soon as that, as they came back, he's like, so he's just going to do it out of the goodness of his heart? You guys haven't signed anything. You have yeah. like a little, a little nice little saying, you know, paper that says, "Hey, we met and we did a lot, and we're going to work hard." And then they signed it, and that's what they did the first time they had the summit. It doesn't bind them to do anything. <laughs> they just do what they do, and they're like, "Well, okay, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll try to play nice." So that is all I have um, for all that. So what do you, what do you move on to next? We got, I think, last but not least. We got to talk about the Green New Deal. Word. So, oh, actually, unless we want to take a break. Yeah, let's do it. We haven't taken a break. So, let's do it. ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. And after we get back, we're going to be talking all about the Green New Deal. Welcome to the south of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat with everything going on in this nation. 
station We need some information And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation With real talk and real topics Real people, real problems Think we need some help to solve them And leave it up to Colin and the Donovan Cause that's the what's that? Oh, let's get ready And that means that we're back Boom. I like the way that worked out Yeah Oh, man So I am ready so how much do you know about the Green New Deal? Not I don't much. Know, I don't know dick about the Green New Deal. What have, what have you heard about the Green New Deal? Much that, that it's going to turn us into a socialist America. Yeah. It. Uh, okay. So also that um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is stupid because she's been in uh, you know Congress <laughs> about two weeks and is trying to pass sweeping legislation. Oh yeah. Why don't you sit the fuck down for a couple of years? <laughs> what is this? Uh, stay in your lane. Jesus. AOC. Stay yeah. In your lane. Yes, uh, I know. Why don't you like earn your stripes or you know do something like you can't do that? Yeah, no, fuck I'm off. an activist. I have to. I am a activist legislator. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. So, go ahead and tell me about it. Let's, so, let's hear it. A couple weeks ago, this is it. Really, kind of came out. Well, I would say three, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, there'd been a lot of talk about this so-called Green New Deal, and it was going to be this big environmental, you know, friendly, but kind of hybrid with the old school new deal mm-hmm. and uh but anyways it, it it finally came out from their office and npr actually i think was the one to broke it out and actually you know sent out the first copies of the the text and it's it's a short pretty short it's an it's a non-binding house resolution so there's no teeth to this thing but it it lays out a kind of very strange green version of the New Deal, all like a governmental economic shift combined with the you know a bunch of environmental changes, so that we can fight climate change. All right, so break down some of the points for me. Okay, so here we go. The first, let me actually pull up the uh, the text here because it's yep. like I said, it's a short read. And there's only a few sections in it. And I did that little podcast uh, practice the other day. So essentially, they state that they want to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions through the fair and just transition for all communities and workers. They're going to create millions of good, high wage jobs and ensure prosperity and economic security for all people of the United States. They want a job for everyone in the United States. They want zero greenhouse gases, and they're going to invest in the infrastructure of the United States to sustainably meet the challenges of the 21st century. This is all verbatim from the text. That's um, very general. Yeah, and it's. I think there's two more, three more, and that's they the want, kind of intro, broad look at what they want to do. They want all working people to have a job, or all like they working want everyone, age, like healthy, able people to yes, have a job. They want everyone in America to have a job. And they're going to provide that, apparently. Um, but then well, they the want, Republicans should love that then, because that would take a lot of money out of entitlements. But yeah, but that is essentially a <laughs> it's a government takeover of the employment sector. They want to give everybody a job, give them a job, doing something. Who knows? We're just going to put people to work. We have all these new industries that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're going to do we're going to be. We're going to be doing a 10-year. This whole thing takes place over 10 years, and it says that in the text. 
they're going to shift over a 10 year period to a complete net zero greenhouse emissions forms of renewable energy so in 10 years and that's how that's all these jobs and all these things that are going to happen economically are all geared towards that end goal right so a lot of those jobs in at least is this laid out in in the bill that a lot of those jobs would would go towards greenhouse like green energy you know or is it just implied like i don't know it's implied the whole thing is incredibly general and implied but they kind of go on to say they want you said it's non-binding right yeah it's just a non-binding resolution but uh, they want to secure for all people of the United States for generations to come clean air and water, climate and community resilience, healthy food, access to nature, and a sustainable environment, and to promote justice and equity by stopping current, mm. preventing future, and repairing historic oppression of indigenous communities, communities of color, migrant communities, deindustrialized communities. Wait for it. It's like I'm not even halfway through yet. Depopulated rural communities, the poor, low-income workers, women, the elderly, the unhoused, people with disabilities, and the youth. Referred so to in this resolution as frontline and vulnerable communities. So everyone. Everyone. All the disenfranchised. Because, well, but I mean, everybody would fit into at least some... Pretty much some category of that. At least some category. I mean, even rich people would fit into some category of that. Maybe. Maybe. Decentralized. You know, it's just... Because it's it's all the... I mean, these are essentially listing off all the kind of so tribes. How, so how long ago... How long ago does my family have to have come here for me to count as an immigrant community? You're not an immigrant community. Why? Because I don't. Because you're a white. Because you're a white guy. Well, that doesn't count. I fit into. A, I yeah. I check the Hispanic box when I fill out things. Oh yeah. So Did that, you do your ancestry I'm, yet? I'm a quarter. I am. You're a I quarter. Am, yeah. Yeah. My dad's half Mexican, half Irish. You so. are more Mexican than Elizabeth Warren is Native American. Yeah, I'm eighteen point six percent Central American, as per my DNA thing. But ooh, you know so. That's what Look I'm saying. At you. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm enough that I get to check off. Like mm-hmm. so, so. So you're what's, part of that. Yeah. So what's gonna? Except you have the wrong. What's gonna skin, happen so. for me? Nothing. My son is darker than me. Well, so. essentially, as they go through the bill, they say that um, except for Whitey, because they refer to these frontline and vulnerable groups. That <sighs> that's really all good. the focus. That's is that the blood really orange good. one? Fuck, yeah. So that good. Is right. Good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of light, but it's it is. really it's still a good taste in IPA. That's good, right? Uh, again, well, that's Ten Barrel Brewing Company Blood Orange IPA. It's called Blood Runs Cold. So that's badass. Nice. Um, but yeah, they they use that language of frontline and vulnerable communities through the rest of the bill, and they yeah. say that they are going to be helped out, especially to assume leadership roles, and is. This is the oppression Olympics tribes that we're always dealing with. Where do you rank on the hierarchy of oppression? Yeah. yeah. That's the type of groups they're looking to target for putting into leadership roles. Why should you not have to work your way into a leadership role? Because that's when your mind, they set it right there to pursue equity. 
Yeah. They want it. This is yeah, I a, don't like that. Yeah. This is where the socialist aspect comes into this whole thing. Yeah. This definitely is, I would classify more as equality of uh, outcome as opposed to equality of opportunity. Exactly. And I'm not really, I don't like that. I don't love that at all. Um, oh, it gets better, man. We're, yeah. we're also going to redo our entire transportation system. Um, and no more cars. No, we're going to shift over to 100, 100% in all industries and in all sectors. In everything we do as a nation, we're going to switch everything over to green in 10 years. All electric, zero emission cars. What are they going to do to the dam so that we can have hydro energy? I know. Energy? They're just going to have to convince James. Yeah, because one. what the fuck is going on there? Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to... Jay Inslee, you got to remember, he's just not with the program. He's, he's, <laughs> he just he's not know. part of the party. He's yeah. a he's a wannabe leftist, but he's yeah. really bad at it. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love that whole hydroelectric, not green energy. But in the Green New Deal, it, it does actually name hydroelectric power as something that would qualify. Thank God. They do say that. So maybe um, they leave us alone. Yeah, I mean, everything from, they mentioned manufacturing, the manufacturing sector, everything will be switched over to zero emissions of greenhouse gases in 10 years. So um, they bring up high-speed rail right now. That's That was a big thing they brought all up. Of the, all of the industries in America? Everything. And they actually say they will repair and upgrade every building in the United States. So that it it has essentially a in ten years in ten years that's what, that's what the that's what this is that doesn't seem like it's, it's viable I don't no. it seems like every building in America would take longer than I mean unless that means every house would need to be equipped with yeah. Elon Musk you know solar roof, panel so, roofs and everybody needs okay, to switch to so, Teslas so for that to work right they would have to. They couldn't have like a government team that went across the country. They would have to subsidize every single person in every state, in every town mm-hmm. who could build and would have to pay them for however long it took to switch everything in their town and then go back to work doing whatever they were doing before in a new green if, way. Yeah, if they could. If they could, because I am not sure. Um, Do you know which kind of manufacturing would not be able to survive that lots of stuff yours yeah because of, because of the, the blue vapors well no no that should be <laughs> <laughs> Man, that shit's crazy but no the uh vulcanized rubber you know if we are going to be a country because oh, it's petroleum because we cannot promote that much you know so we can't import it you know they they talk about trade trade or, deals in or this or mine for it or drill it like, yeah because you can't you can't do you can't produce it in America no obviously risk to the environment and they talk about essentially leading the world in a, you know getting everybody in the world on a green new deal what about like making metal and stuff Doesn't that's that, that no I don't know how you know they said as do much we have as technologically the for that no. <laughs> no, like, I, don't don't. I don't understand. On, and I, think I don't it, understand. It, I think it kind of boils down to you know to straight physics. I don't know if you can produce things like that completely greenly. At least, definitely not in the technological level we're at. There definitely there has might to be, be but I don't know. That 
comes out of it on the back end. Yeah. Um, Things like nuclear are not considered green. Um, you know, there's they actually address the that as one of the ways. The What's that? Or because of the not the government because of the tendril risk to the environment. Yeah. Yeah, it's not green. It's dangerous. Um, it's pretty safe most of the time. Yeah, it as generally long as you don't is Fukushima. It. Yeah. <laughs> don't build it near the water, and don't build it on a fault line. Yeah, we're, we've know. learned some rules. But built it in, build it in the middle of a tectonic plate. Yeah, that's what you need to do. But for the most part, like reactors and things these days, you don't they don't generally met, melt down on their own. It's usually now by like you know disasters. Yeah, like met, you know physical disasters. You just need to figure out what to do with all that water. You know? Yeah, that's what all the water on the back end because, like in Fukushima, they just have those big cement containers, and they're like, yeah. "We're just piling it up here. We're not sure what to do with it, but we're piling it up." Yeah, I you mean, know? if you had enough water, you can import to a nuclear reactor, right, a long distance, and you ran that all the way to like the desert, and you just pump out as much steam as possible. You can artificially create rain, can't you? But do doesn't that, like would Saudi that not make nuclear rain because like no man, it's just water is radiated. No, no, no. It's just it, the water runs through the reactors. You just drop your phone again. Yeah. <laughs> when the water goes like in, it cools the nuclear reactor, yeah. but it doesn't actually get irradiated. I think that, that there's particles not, in it because that's why it's kept separate or else they would be able to just oh, put yeah, it yeah, back yeah. into. That's what I'm saying. Like, But the majority of the water isn't contaminated. But and some, that's why it, but that it, portion but it's so of hot it, it becomes steam and all that. That portion of it that is contaminated that they have to contain in, in like <laughs> drums outside of the building. Don, why that's are you trying to stop my apocalyptic dreams? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to create the, the biggest... Rain. You know, zombie apocalypse, <laughs> post-nuclear apocalypse world in the deserts of Saudi Arabia so that I can go take it over and make that the Badlands and be the king of the Badlands, the warlord of the Badlands. What else do you Sounds have? Sounds like a good there? idea. Sorry. <laughs> what else do you uh, have there for the Green New Deal? Well, I mean, it again, I urge everybody to do it because it's only a... I think it's 15... It's 14 pages and four of them are an introduction that talk about nothing but they just kind of go through and just say very very generally that they're going to support things like you know they're going to let's see the green new deal must be developed through trans transparent and inclusive consultation collaboration and partnership with frontline and vulnerable communities labor unions worker co uh, cooperatives civil society groups academia and businesses that's how do you decide who fits into those categories that's what i want to know that is the problem that is, is the like whole this is the culture war playing out being attempted to play out through legislation yeah. except it's it's a kind of a generally safe piece of legislation because it doesn't actually do anything. It's just like, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, if you ever acted on it, it would be disastrous because you're talking about essentially an entire switch clean over to socialism in a way because the government is going to take over every single sector. Yeah. We're all going to get paid from it. We're going to get dividends essentially because we, we're getting paychecks from the government to work now. But – the government owns everything and then controls all the industries so that they get, can maintain a green environment. Do I get more dollars or less dollars than I'm getting right now? <laughs> I mean, you'll probably get 
more dollars. You but things would, you will would cost more get, dollars. Oh, I mean, you would no, you would probably wouldn't have to pay for for very much. You probably might have to buy groceries, mm-hmm. but. I mean, even that, I mean, you probably wouldn't have to be covered there. I don't even know why we need money at this point. We're just signing up to just to sign all of our want. freedom away. You don't, you just get what you get. Everything's equal. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go that dark because, again, everything in here is so general. But the most interesting thing about this, because that's basically it. I mean, they don't, they try to go into detail about how they're going to be doing things like this, that, and the other thing, but. You know, the only thing they talk about with transportation is that high-speed rail. What the hell you do about airplanes? Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, and then you just don't what's this whole anymore, idea right? of being the leader in this for the rest of the world? Are we going to try to make other governments do this too? Do we I have an electric airplane? Not yet, Tesla. Elon Musk, what are you doing, man? Where's I think he might have talked about that once before on one of like the Joe Rogan podcasts. Seems something like about, that would be really hard to do. Yeah. It's it's to power an engine that powerful for that long um, on just like batteries, you know? Yeah, that power. I can't imagine, but I mean, because jet fuel, too, you got to remember, jet fuel is like super fucking super fuel. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like gasoline. So I don't know, but it's it's a bunch of pie, pie in the sky, is that what you say? Um, ideals <laughs> and most of them very, very much centered on socialism. Yeah. Uh, they deeply hit to the socialistic core anyways. I don't love that at all. No. And it it surprisingly came out, I believe, I might have to fact check this, but I think it came out right kind of after the State of the Union mm-hmm. when he said, you know, America will never be a socialist country. Yes. Um. But the most interesting thing about this is we've had presidential candidates on running for Democrats that are supporting this openly. And big shooters like Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala Harris. Sorry. Don't get mad. Um, Did you hear that? That's actually the way now. Kamala. Yeah. She said that herself. Hmm. And Oh, okay. So that's how how you say that. I don't know. Interesting. But uh, yeah, she's endorsed it. uh, You know, a bunch of these... You know, far left Democrats. I think Elizabeth. I don't know if Elizabeth Warren has or not. I think Cory Booker has signed on to it and all this stuff. And then the really funny thing was Mitch McConnell the other day was talking shit and saying, "Okay, well, we're just going to hold it for a vote in the Senate. It's out there. Yeah, we're going to do that, and we'll just see who's a socialist and who's not." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to put it to the floor and see uh, what you guys actually." Vote for it because <laughs> uh, we're going to call your guys' ass out on this. Yeah, because this is this is dangerous. If this kind of stuff actually happened and actually started getting to you know followed through, you can literally kiss democracy goodbye. This is a ten-year plan to go socialism, socialistic, nationally socialistic. I'm going to read through it. Yeah, national socialism. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah, There's gonna, another word for that, isn't it? I'm going to read through it, and then we can talk about it more next week okay. before I say whether or not I feel like it'll lead us to socialism. I will send but, you that little thing that I recorded the other day where I actually read it verbatim all the way through. Oh, word. It's that short. I ran through it. You know, it took me like an hour to record it, but it, it only plays out, I think, over about 10 minutes. Yeah. Word. So word, but yeah, it's out there. The candidates are doing it. 
the only the last thing we heard, and I think this was in either Thursday or Friday, Mitch McConnell said he might force it for a vote in the Senate. I Not that it'll pass. It. And I think so, too, because I would like this thing to be called out. So we'll have to see what happens with that next. But And hopefully the presidential candidates uh, quit endorsing it yeah. and don't actually follow through with it because that's a, that's a platform that I think is easily losable to – to Trump in the 2020 election. I think that's a far left platform is not going to get you to no, win. No, it's not. Voter turnout will be extremely low and, you know, Trump will remain because yeah. he's not a socialist. But, uh, but yeah, that's 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 the Green New Deal kind of in a general nutshell. It's there's not a whole lot to it, but it's it's kind of scary. Well, I'm excited. And I don't to think read it. it would work either. It's it's. I mean, you're talking pure insanity. Repairing every building in the United States. (laughs) Zero. You cannot drive that car in 10 more years. You'll have to have essentially a Tesla. My car just hit 200,000 miles the other day. Oh, damn. Yeah, just finally. The the Rover? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, man. They see you rolling. I'm scared for when it breaks. I'm going to have to buy a new car. That sucks. Yeah, we're in that position. About uh, about time to might be uh, having to get some new cars here pretty soon. Yeah, let me get a sweet truck. Yeah, me yeah. too. Especially after this snow, I'm like, I don't man, like not having a truck. Land Rover was perfect in the snow. Was yeah. just fine. Was awesome. But that's yeah. kind of what it's built for. Right? I'm gonna get a yeah a truck that's fucking heavy. Oh yeah, because I don't want to have to put anything in the back of it to drive it around. I just want to oh. fucking. I used to have. Truck. To, I did that with when I had a truck. I know people that drive big ass trucks that. Still do Still that. Still got to put some yeah. stuff in there. I used to bra- I used to get four bags of concrete, and I put two on each side back over the wheel wells. Yeah. And then after it rained a couple times, you got two fucking rocks sitting there. You're not <laughs> go nowhere. It's nice. That helped out a lot. Yeah. So is it officially uh, what we would call the grab bag time? I think so. I think it is. How are you liking these mics, by the way? You like the, the freedom with your hands? Yeah. Um, and I like, yeah, definitely more room here. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, <clears throat> so do you want to talk about Eastern Washington wants to be its own state? Yes. Yeah. So I saw so that, we talked about this just a little bit in the yeah, pre-show. Yeah. I saw that I think on King Five the other day um, that Eastern Washington wants to become its own state. Um, and they want to call themselves Liberty because they are upset about... The new gun laws that were passed, the new gun law that was passed in Washington State, um, I-1639, that has to do with safe storage of your guns and things like that, um, raised the age for rifles to 21. You can still buy shotguns if you're 18, um, but you have to be... Only semi-automatic rifles. Yeah. Um, So... There are lots of people who are upset about that. Um, Didn't but, see that coming from a million miles away. <laughs> right. Um, a lot of it, I think, is unjustified because it's misunderstood. Uh, the bill yep. itself is misunderstood, um, like what it actually does and what it actually says. You know, I don't think enough people actually read it. I think way, <laughs> way too many people um, did not listen to episode 37 in the Salt of the Streets podcast. <laughs> correct. Um, or, Shameless plug. Or they just you know, listen to something that someone else was saying about it. Yeah. Um, Saw it on Facebook. Yeah. There's also, 
like sheriffs in the state. I don't know which counties, but sheriffs in the state that have said that they're not going to enforce um, I-1639. That's dangerous. Because they're saying that their duty is to the Constitution and they think that this law is unconstitutional. And until it's challenged in the courts and proven to be constitutional, they're not going to do it. And Oh, until, huh? And I don't know enough about being a sheriff to know whether or not they yeah. are held to the standard of the constitution or to the state law in the county in which they reside I or I, I don't, don't think know. it would be any different but, than any other person they would have to file a suit and sue the government mm-hmm. just like anyone else where they could do it as like you know how they have their associations um you know various i don't even know what they're called yeah um but you know all sorts of different trades have different associations and uh yeah they can sue them as an association if they wanted and take them to court which would go to the state supreme court eventually and then it would possibly get up to the federal supreme court but you know if they want to sue them they need to sue them they can't just sit there and you know and not do it they just said they're not going to enforce it you know yeah see that's bullshit you can't your job is to uphold the law, yeah. whether you like the law or not. If you think, especially as somebody, you know, a group of people that are very familiar with law, because that's what they generally, in perfect world, center their lives around. <laughs> um, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. But, you know, you should have the ability to say, no, this is this is bullshit, but you, I'm still having to do this because it is the law. And yeah. I believe in the rule of law, which keeps our society together. So I don't like that breaking the ranks. There's there's the right channels to do it. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't I don't certainly don't agree with it because I like I said I don't no. think that that's the right thing to do either. But I don't know enough about even on the merits of the bill itself. It, but it's, you know, it's still yeah. If you if you have any kind of problem with it, don't sit there and bitch and complain and then tell the world you're not going to do your job. Right, and you're going to allow people to break laws. Your ass should be fired. Sorry, man. <laughs> and that's, I guess, what the true test is going to be is the next time they're up for a vote, you know, whether or not they mm-hmm. keep their seat as sheriff or enough people give a shit to get them out of their seat as sheriff, you yeah. know, because I don't know that I've ever voted for our local sheriff. But I think I've voted for the last guy for a long time because, like, my grandpa knew him somehow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I hear good things about him. Sure. Just you know, run with it. I don't have any police brutality that I know of. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't generally have to deal with that. Yeah. So there was a group of small people in the Capitol that were protesting, you know, that were saying that they want to leave the state. Yeah. And I you said there it was, was 50? About that. Yeah. Okay. The crowd was not big. Um, <laughs> and I mean, unless they only showed part of the crowd that was there, but it was not a lot of people that was depicted yeah. on that news piece. Um, and I just, like I said, I thought it was just ignorant. You know, it just shows an ignorance of basic civics that you, you can't do in that, a small man. group of people are here to say that you want to succeed, secede from not even the union, but just from the state. You want to create a new state. And that's, it doesn't work that way. You can't like, do that. You know, how many times has California had to do it? Yeah. Tried it just to do doesn't, it. And how, like, it's, you like just, said, you it's, constitutionally cannot do that and be a part of the United States. No. You would, you would be a foreign country cut off from the rest of us, and there's no way, there's no physical way that could actually happen. And so we talked about that too, me and Jordan did, um, because I said to him, like, so even even in a world where they do become their own state, like, they don't have enough there to sustain themselves. No. Like, they have like 
farming like produce and stuff. I'm like, but all of the money is in West, is in Western Washington, is in all of the big cities in Western Washington. That's where all of the money in this state is. Like, so that's that would be us. Yeah, it the economy of that state would be less than the remainder of the state. That yes. Was left. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It it wouldn't work. They can't sustain themselves that way. No. So it's. It's funny. It's a. It was a funny thing to yeah. see people talking about there. It's um, interesting that. I don't know. Do they usually come to, from California? Did those initiatives come out, you know, from the right or from the left? Generally, um, I think this time around it was from the left because they. Oh no, 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 it was from the right. Southern California wanted to secede from Northern California because yeah. Hollywood and all the nonsense. They yeah, wanted to be away from, from Hollywood from, to San Francisco. Yeah, they wanted to be separated from the liberal bullshit in mm-hmm. in Northern California. That's what they are, or wherever. That's what it is, right? Northern yeah. California. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was because there's been a couple of them that came up. One that split into one of them that split into three. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Northern, Central, and California. There was a couple of people in the news piece that were from Western Washington that were there because they were upset that the people in Eastern Washington were going to get to leave, and then they would be left in Western Washington with all the liberals. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> you know, guys, that you can move now, right? You can move at any time. Yeah. I mean, if you're a pretty hardcore Republican conservative that likes... You want to go to some place that feels just like home? Go to Montana. This may not be the best place for you to live. Yeah. But I mean, or it ain't that bad. Mm-mm. It ain't that bad. Like, I understand. Eastern Washington is a totally different beast. Yeah. I mean, it is a totally different world once you get over the other side of the mountains. But for whatever reason, we have these lines drawn and it is what it is. You know, we all got to get along. Just you got to deal with it like the rest of us conservatives stuck in the liberal paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I also want to talk about uh, leading into sports because I want to think I want to talk about Amazon next week so we can talk about Deepness? like a little bit more at length. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit more news will come out this week about it. So we can talk about the NFL and Colin Kaepernick and then go into yeah. sports. And then uh, so, excuse me, yesterday, the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. And Eric Reed, excuse me, reached a settlement in the collusion case that Kaepernick had open against them. Um, collusion. And yes, that is what he said was that the NFL and the owners were colluding against him to keep him out of a job. It's just a witch hunt. It's um, a witch hunt. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll also sign a non disclosure agreement. So there's no information about how much money either of them got or any money or if you know whatever mm-hmm. right there's some people who say who are speculating because mm-hmm. that's all that anybody can do they're speculating that the nfl did it because there was enough evidence that they were concerned about a negative outcome there are mm-hmm. other people who are saying that it's possible that not possible that they think that there wasn't enough evidence for them to be found at fault, but that they just would rather have it dealt with than have any chance of anything stupid or negligible than any of the owners said in their interviews to come out. <laughs> they would just, they're trying to avoid any type of other scandal because there's concern about that. You know, I mean, who is a Donald Sterling or whatever that Rightfully. said that racist shit, whoever it was that owned the Mavericks, right? The, I think that's who it was. 
I don't know. I remember a the, basketball team, right? Yeah. yeah. Both of those things may be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure it was Donald Sterling <laughs> um, who said some shit about like he didn't want his wife to be taking pictures with with black people. You yeah. Know, like I remember hearing and, about and, that. Like, you too. can fuck them. Just don't take pictures with them or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he lost his team. Like they took his team from him. So then Jerry Brown. Or no, not Jerry Brown. They're oh, concerned the about shit like that. Um, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Didn't he get into some shit a few years ago about something that was kind of racist or somebody tried to accuse him of something? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's yeah. certainly possible. It know? might be ancient history. Um, so I also know that the the Alliance of American Football or the American Alliance of Football um, is like... A union? It's a No, it's a new thing that just started this year. Um, they had their first games last week, and there's actually games on right now. Oh, um, that is, it's kind of like three A for football, right? Like this is like you can play here after college if you don't play in the NFL. You can play in the American Alliance of Football minor league, yeah. And there's <sighs> there's like eight teams, and so there's two, there's four games every week, and they play each other, and there's all this stuff. So it's a new thing that started, and so that's cool. So like they, Drew Baby Drew minor league, yeah, but yeah, football, yeah. yep. Um, they I like asked Colin Kaepernick if he wanted to play, and he asked for $20 million <laughs> to play in the American Alliance football. Um, Bro, you know who we are. So, so you know, we'll see what happens because he's got dollars now that he's working with Nike and that big old thing that they're doing yeah. um, in the campaign. So we'll, we'll see what's up. But um, I'm interested to see what happens. Like I said, I think that this is a huge part of why he didn't have a job in the first place was because he was actively suing the NFL, you know, Mm -hmm. and that may not be the best argument because Eric Reed played this year and he just signed, like one of my things is that he just signed a three year extension with the Panthers for $22 million, you know? Interesting. So it's, that may not be the most valid argument, but I also know that Eric Reed wasn't anywhere near as outspoken as Colin Kaepernick was about it. He different levels. Exactly. And so I think that is, Maybe part of his deal, you know. Could be. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. I think Cap was also asking for way more money than people were willing to pay him. So that's yeah, that's, that's kind part of like of deal. It's like, sorry, man. Do you you realize you're stepping down? Right. We don't that's we him. don't do that down here. You yeah. Can, man, thanks, but right. You know, maybe when you want to talk about 100k, we'll come back. Right. Because there's a lot of teams, like I said, that I think that just didn't want to deal with the press that was going to come with that. Yeah. Um, and so they would rather take somebody who's like a little bit older or a little bit younger or just not as good, you know, to not deal with any of the bullshit that might come with that. Because it's at the point now where I don't even think they show the national anthem to most football games on TV anymore. Yeah. Um, it's because it, it just it just causes problems for people, you know. Yeah. Like I I feel like they still do it, but I don't think they do it anywhere near as often, you know. But I may be completely wrong. I'm not sure. That's just that's what I'm what I'm thinking. Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes. You know, did they play the national anthem during the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did. But they also played "America the Beautiful," right? Probably. Okay, I don't remember. Um, it wasn't a very eventful Super Bowl. Fuck, fuck that last Super Bowl. Did we, did we talk about that last episode? Because that was a while ago, right? Yeah, I'm okay. sure we did. If was, not, then fuck it. Because cause it's not worth talking about. No. It was just, it was that bad. Everything it about it. Commercials, it. everything. <clears throat> so we can move on to proper sports now, I think, unless you have Proper sports? To, uh, <laughs> we do some proper sports, man. Sports? Yep. So 
The Falcons released their corner, Robert Alford, and then he was signed by the Cardinals like the next day or some shit like that. The Eagles picked up Nick Foles' $20 million option for 2019 because they didn't cut him, so now they got to pay him 20 mil. He only played like two, three games last year. Ouch. Yep, he's their backup, so that sucks. Um, the Falcons released their kicker, Matt Bryant, and then I think he... Maybe he didn't get signed, but he was getting looked at by other people. The Panthers signed Eric Reed to a three-year extension worth more than 22 mil. Uh, the Buccaneers cut their defensive end, Vinnie Curry. The Ravens traded Joe Flacco to the Broncos for like a mid-round pick. What? Yeah. Is it the world's just over? Yep. Flacco? Flacco plays in wow. Denver now. Um, which I think may not be the worst thing. Like he still kind of has an arm, and they have yeah. some fast young receivers in Denver, so they might be able to get some. Does shit Demarius going. Thomas still? Is he on Denver still? Demarius Thomas got traded to Houston, okay. I think. Oh. Yeah, because Emmanuel Sanders still plays in. Um, yeah, he was just Denver. never able to connect like he did with with Peyton. Uh, Peyton. Yeah, because they were just. Man, and, I remember playing a, my very first fantasy football league um, was one that was on my ship up in, I think it was New York. Yeah. We did it. And uh, one of the guys there had a the combo to Marius Thomas and Peyton Manning. Just killing it. And he just, he swept the league. Yeah. Once the two of them connected as much as they did. But after he left, he was just never... He, you could tell he still has, I think, that potential, but right. he's just not connecting. When he got hurt last year, too, towards the yeah. end of the season. Um, the Lions released their safety, Glover Quinn, and Bruce Ellington, the wide receiver, and Nicholas Grisby, who's a linebacker. The Broncos cut Brandon Marshall, their linebacker. He's definitely going to get picked up by somebody. He's real good. Uh, the Bengals running back Mark Walden got arrested yesterday on battery charges. Um, battery? Yep. That's kind of like low assault, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Um, and then I have a screenshot of some stats for Julian Edelman because they were absurd. Let me ask you a question. Yes. How how many baby picks do you have now? Billions? Uh, not billions. I mean, I've got like a fair amount, you know. I was just curious how many, if you would be one of those people that would just pick up on that. No. Some people I, you never expect. You're I like, take wow. some of them, but um, I don't know. I'm much more into like enjoying the moment than taking pictures. Jordan that and I are both. Surprise me. Jordan and I are both really bad about taking pictures with each other. Um, so I'm really bad at it. Carolina is not, but I'm really bad at it. But I'm yeah. working on it because I know it makes her happy. So Julian Edelman, these are uh, his stats for the playoffs, right? For postseason. Okay. Uh, in the divisional round, he had nine catches and 151 yards. In the championship, he had seven catches for 96 yards. And then in the Super Bowl, he had 10 catches for 141. <laughs> Fuck Julian Edelman. I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> so that was, you're saying nine catches for the whole season? No, that was just for that one game. That that's one for, game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's for, these are his postseason stats. Oh, okay, so, okay. For the, for the divisional round of the playoffs in that game, the divisional game, he had mm-hmm. nine catches and 151 yards in that one game. In the championship game for the AFC, he yeah, had seven he catches, 96. And then in the Super Bowl, he had 10 catches and 141. So, Man. It was ridiculous. That's so... Uh, 
Fuck Julian Edelman. Fuck Tom Brady. I watched the Super Bowl and then as soon as they, as soon as the time expired, I changed it because I was not yeah. gonna watch Tom Brady get another trophy and another fucking. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna do yeah. it. I mean, I wasn't gonna watch my guy that I held on to on IR all season, Rex Burkhart. Burkhead. Burkhead. The Burkhead. Yeah, he did pretty well too. He did. I was. I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Gronk was pr- doing pretty well. Yeah. For, you know, for when they weren't running the ball. And they ran a lot. Sonny Michelle looked real good. Terrible, terrible Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Okay, so... Are you ready to hit the line? Get the fuck out of here? Word. Okay. Well, let's see. Oh, I got oh. a good one. I got a good one. <clears throat> Have you seen Passion of the Christ? Yeah. I've seen it 12 times. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's fucking weird, man. 